0: Hello everyone and welcome to weekly manga recap. It is October the twelfth of twenty twenty three, and things are getting slightly more Halloweeny as we go through the month of Spooktober. Uh there's no spookies discussions <laughs> this week though. Uh, so we're yeah. just going to have to make it up in other places.
1: So. Yeah, and uh actually this is just Quinn. Spookmaster General's off this week. They needed a vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is understandable. They they had to work pretty hard throughout the entire
0: month of October. So this this year yeah. they
1: decided, what if I just took off?
0: Yeah, you know, it's like that one famous year where Santa Claus just decided not to work, uh, you know, on December twenty fifth. Like, I've got all these vacation days built yeah. up. I never use <laughs> them.
1: <laughs> uh, and that explains why one year I just didn't get Christmas presents, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It wasn't I mean, because my like, it wasn't because my family was two ports because Santa took off.
0: I mean, I bet I, I there are some times when I haven't really gotten very many Christmas presents. That's because I'm a terrible person to shop for because people ask me like, "What do you want for this stuff?" and I'm like, I don't know. And that's just like me every year. I'm terrible. It, at shop was for.
1: That, was that like you're, like as a kid like you were like write a list to Santa and you were like I don't fucking know. <laughs> you sent it over to. Him and- <laughs> He, he, he just gave a shrug and then gave you a Super Nintendo game. You're like, oh, I have this console. He's like, I, I, I don't know. What did you want me to do,
0: kid? Look, you've got very bad communication skills, kid. And until you actually work on those, people aren't going to know what you want out of life. You have to be able to express your, your desires and stuff. And then I took all that advice and I just channeled it into expressing myself negatively. So people still don't know what it gets for me, but they do know what I don't like. Uh, yeah. so- <laughs>
1: I know if I were to ever buy a gift, uh, Nick, a gift, a nift, uh, no chocolate. It can't be chocolate, uh, right. a dog. I wouldn't get you a dog. Uh, I wouldn't get you a dog made out of chocolate.
0: Well, this is the great thing about growing older is that also you learn to compromise. And uh, it feels as if I'm if I'm going to get a pet that I might, it's probably going to end up being a dog because <gasps> Nicole likes dogs and she's allergic to cats. So Aww. she kind of gets – she's got – She's got, you know, the the ace card uh, in the deck. She's got all five pieces of Exodia loaded up and ready to go if we ever get an <laughs> argument over it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's powerful. And I really like that about her. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to think about what to get you as a Christmas gift. I'm thinking something you would wear. Perhaps. You know, that's actually not a bad bet. Perhaps a hat. You love hats. Yours wearing hats like you are right now. Yeah. <laughs> I always think of you as an iconic hat wearer. It's um, interesting
0: that you do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to think of my friends and, in facts they've never established about themselves. <laughs> I'm like my good friend Nick, noted biology fan, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> lover of the voice and Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a big into Batman. I've heard it
0: ever watched The Voice. I don't think I've ever watched it. Jesus. I I, at least, like, watched my, like, at least, like, my mom has watched Dancing with the Stars when I've visited her sometimes, so I, like, I've seen it, like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, this is a very celebrity-driven pop show. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think I have. I've never seen it. I've seen clips of it, and I just don't get it. Because there's been like twelve seasons of American Idol since then, and I don't know anybody from. So why would I know any? Like, it's not like if you're on The Voice, like, oh, well, this is like a you're going to become huge. I'm just like I've never heard anyone from a singing based reality show in like two decades. So,
0: I uh, if we're talking about singing reality shows, there's there's of course the big one. It seems like right now in American reality TV is uh, the Masked Singer, hmm. which. Persist seemingly entirely on people going like, oh, can you believe that this absurdly weird choice for a singer was on the show? They were terrible. They're not a trained singer. Uh, but I, all, I discovered like that. There was like some compilations of like the actually good performers, i.e. the people who win uh, uh, online where they just cut out all the, bullshit the bad people. Enjoy. Right. Well, and also just like the format. They just ah. cut out all the bullshit of the format, and it's just like, well, you know, here's Wayne Brady from the one year that he won, and just all of his songs, just in a row, and they're amazing, because Wayne Brady's a very talented singer. T-Pain, no one thought that he could perform all these different genres and stuff. He's very good at them, <laughs> and here's, here's all his performances, and then, but even in those, you can tell their there's snippets where they're going, like, and at the end of this episode, which will happen any second now, we will reveal who has been eliminated. After this commercial break. All right, we're back for the commercial break where we are going to reveal who the next year is after we watch this compilation of past clips from the show. And now the moment is here after this commercial break it's just like this joke could be 10 minutes long yeah
1: i i wonder if we sound ancient for complaining about something like this because i guess kids uh, god that's what's gonna make me sound ancient is being like kids today but i just mean like i mean like yeah if you were born after the year of like 2005 you probably have like very little context for like cable television and the way it functions like I mean, yeah. I say that, but I guess it, it's it's so po- it's still popular enough to keep going. So maybe maybe there is yeah. still audiences that are like, yeah, I don't know, my mom watches fucking that shit. I just
0: have Hulu or whatever. I don't know. It does. I'm sure have to. It, it, I'm sure it does have a very you know like yeah you know your your parents kind of audience for uh, for a lot of it. But yeah, you, the way you've got you have to think those like maybe they just also persist on like. Posting stuff to YouTube so that people can skip the commercials.
1: That is a, like a real way to consume content is just like, I'll wait till someone posts it up to YouTube. Yeah. Uh, there was something I watched recently that I was like, I'll just wait till it goes to TikTok. <laughs> and I just eventually found it on TikTok. And I was like, I'll just watch it this way. Sometimes it's just how it be.
0: And uh, that's how, you know, most people consume our show, Quinn, is that, uh, you know, they, they don't watch the uh, the live television broadcast on uh fox 31 uh yeah. they you know, our, lo- our, our, our favorite fox affiliate people. and fox 31 uh you know uh the, the not conservative one let's I go know. des moines <laughs> No, I was trying to suggest that it was like the thirty first of <laughs> <the> national. <laughs> oh no, not just like
1: that's it's the you know like because I had like Fox forty five was like right beginning. right uh, it was like
0: Fox thirteen.
1: <laughs> they're yeah. like specifically like no, this is the thirty first ranked Fox yes. affiliate. They they're they're positioned now like a Hunger Game style, like you're ranked every
0: day. Uh, also, I tell a lie, we wouldn't be a Fox affiliate. We would be like a Discovery Channel affiliate, like, you know, yeah. one of the ones that's just not popular enough to make the main show. You know, Discovery Channel, you know, number 275 or something like that.
1: Yeah, this, this is, we're History Channel 2 affiliate. <laughs> Every so often, Aliens Outbreak or whatever gets interrupted. Just be like, a new manga came out. Goku unveiled a new form.
0: Oh man, we wouldn't have never we would have never gotten it if aliens area hadn't happened last year too. Yeah, <laughs> we were on the outs. And they were like, we love this area in based content,
1: and the best part, no one watches our show, so they still think it's yeah. in here. They're so dumb; they've never no. checked to be like, is alien area still running?
0: Don't blow this for us,
1: guys. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I just shout alien randomly into the mic once per episode, and they think that's <laughs> us discussing it. That's, that's that's as far as they get.
0: They just do an occasional uh, Control-F of the transcript. Now Alien came up, yeah, they're yeah. good. So, so, sounds yeah. right. Also, funnily enough, they do not care about the loose Samurai content. Like, not that kind of history, no! <laughs> no! Shh. Uh, uh, all we right. do have manga to talk about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about manga. We've got so much of it to talk about in so little time. Uh, in fact, I am going to turn back into a pumpkin after uh, about an hour or so. We're going to have to go quick. Um, that's right. I'm, I'm not Cinderella. I'm the, I'm the carriage. The carriage. <laughs> uh, so let's start, Nick, by talking about Undead Unluck. This is because we have no uh, My Hero Academia. That's true. Yeah. This is number 178, that wound there. So we we open back a little bit uh, with you say, telling Rif, uh, Rip, like, hey, you got a choice, live a quiet life. Or join us and cut off your legs, basically, uh, so you can use the Blade Runner.
0: Uh, Lala immediately is like... Also, I can't do it for you. You're going to have to do it, because if I take the sword out, I can't. Yeah, it's it's a whole (laughs) thing. I can try... To cut your legs off with the hilt, but uh, it will be slow going. Yeah,
1: and... uh, you would wish for death. I'm just gonna make it very clear. <laughs> it's gonna be excruciatingly painful to blunt force your legs off. <laughs> That's like some Skyrim shit where like a giant slaps you and like the model AI has no idea what to do, so it's like, ah, no, fuck it, your limbs fall yeah. <laughs> off. Um. Lotla is like what the like Rip hold on think about this like you're talking about losing your limbs here there has to be another way and Rip's like look it, if you were in my position you would do this too like it's not like I'm doing this for nothing I'm going to save everybody so you know I, I'm going to uh, make progress is what he says and Lotla interrupts him and says if that's the case then I'm going to make progress too and we'll we'll come back to that later. Cause we cut over to Sick, who's facing off against all of Union. He's just sitting there, he's counting, he's like, uh, oh, this really is the last loop after all. You guys have been on a collecting spree. But he's like, hey, yeah, you know, not for nothing, guys. Real sorry. I am gonna be taking all of your lives. I am I am a quest after all. Uh, and Gina just like says to Fuka, like, go on ahead, leave this to us. So we, we see a moment of Sick being like, ah, yes. Now, what kind of sickness shall I give all of you? And Foucault just <laughs> fucking runs straight past him. And Sick's just like, hmm? What? Isn't that the first seat?
0: <laughs> Isn't she good? She's your leader. Yeah, right? that's, that's
1: the leader, right? uh gina and void are like yeah no she's the boss you'll be faced a sort no, no, i think these are the only two official members of union at this point like i think right. they, i think they only have three seats or whatever um so but we we just cut back to sick who's just like wait 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 on, oh, wait what she she's ignoring me like what, what are you gonna do i am the 10th master rule here
0: Um, which is is some circles is known as the zero master rule. (laughs) Yeah,
1: We we talked about this last week Uh, and he just kind of pouts in the corner, but he's, he starts to like rationalize his way out of it. He's like, Oh, you know what? I must just be so commonplace. She doesn't realize what a big deal it is. I'm here, right? Okay, fine. Then let me share a sample of my melody that makes the world go round. And he, Makes uh, a baton, I assume, out of blood. Uh, It could just be sickness juice. Who knows what the four kids dub of this calls it. (laughs) Uh, But also, there are these, you know, sort of virus-like modules, orbs, that kind of are interconnected together and connected, it looks like, into Six himself. Sick himself. Six is a different character. A little bit more terrifying to this guy. Um, hmm. But yeah, very unnerving about this guy, uh, and uh, he starts having these little orbs shoot out needles that eject the patients, and he creates basically like you know like a music line. I forget what you call
0: like a these mus- a music st- a music staff
1: staff. And all of uh, some of his juniors occupy it as uh, terrifying little musical notes that are screaming. And he's just like, mm, yes, this will do for the intro. And now for a hook, I will need you all to live it top. You see, music is the only worthwhile thing that humans have ever made. Classical in particular is my favorite. And I find, and like, as is
0: happening, a bunch of missiles have just been launched at him that explode. I, I am giving my villainous monologue. You are all being very
1: rude. I have a very cool speech to deliver. You're all... Very mean. Uh,
0: I don't get to talk to people very often. (laughs) I mostly just go, here's a plague. You're dead. Yeah. (laughs) I don't get to, like, brag
1: about how awesome I am and how cool music is. So if you could just give me that. Uh, We don't. He gets shot up a whole bunch, gets knocked into a wall. Gina and Billy tag team together. Gina creates an unchanged wall where Billy's gun is able to fit through and she just shoots him. And then the bullets just ricochet back into sick over and over again. It's very, very cool. Then they take the barrier down and Phil's basically an orbital cannon who shoots him. And it like it it obliterates this entire like a like a hole through the hospital. You'd see like it's that thing of like a hole after a hole after a hole. And like Nico's like, oh, did we? get him he did seem to show much of a shine of resistance and then he immediately appears next to nico and not only is he there he's also unscathed nico's just like wait did he regenerate i can't tell where his core is either if we don't get a handle and then boom he gets stabbed like right through the top of his chest and we see a couple other members we see gina get stabbed mui phil uh, he just stabs him on he's like ah the seeds i've planted in you all will become a sound that i will conduct into a song and with the aid of my baton my tact will fine-tune the world and uh he is causing a lot of chaos everybody like a bunch of juniors are now attacking everybody is trying to fight while we'll also protect the people who've just been grabbed like who've been hit he goes over and very disrespectfully grabs Gita by the hair, and is just like, "Ah, yes, I guess I shall extract you first. And uh, Gita just says, "Your music fucking sucks. You should get your hearing checked."
0: Also, she spits in his face. Yeah, just for this. He's sick and... though, so I don't. That might not yeah. really done. It. That might have been well, stronger. He, he decides to like drink it out of his hair. I think. Yeah, I think.
1: He does appear to like lick it up. Uh, But he is just like, you know what? All those who possess life want to live. That's why I conduct. He gets this whole thing. Like, sometimes there's too many people, there's too loud of a chorus. So, my job is to bring the numbers down, kind of affirming one of the theories that (laughs) they had said earlier about why sickness exists. It's like, yeah, it's just a population control thing. God really is that big of a fucking asshole. Uh, But he starts to absorb something out of Gina. I'm not clear if it's supposed to be her soul or just, like, life force exactly. It's like a nebulous, you'll die if I take
0: this kind of thing. So it seems, yes. Uh,
1: Void tries to intervene. It's Just, like, let go of Gina. We even have Mui grab onto uh, Six Leg. And he just says, oh, don't worry. I'll be extracting all of yours too soon. And then a bullet shoots through his forearm. (laughs) Uh, And he drops Gina, and she's just like, oh, here it comes, a stroke of unluck. And Fuco is shown back up, says bad bullet 50, and he's like, is that your idea of an attack? And we cut over to Rip and Latla, who are approaching. We just see the Blade Runner legs as they're walking forward, and they're just like, is this really going to work out? well, just make one of your predictions. He's like, I did make one. And they're smiling to each other because they know all the details. And he's like, your predictions are always going to miss the mark, right? Then we're A-OK. And they're like, OK, let's do it. And we see the Blade Runner attack Code through and it fucking devastates Sick. It cuts off his whole right arm. It fucks him up. And everybody's looking and grinning, uh, grinning and we like see a little bit of their speech bubble from far away as Rip's like, What was the line again? (laughs) And Lotla's like, What why did you even bother to memorize it? (laughs) Like if you didn't know. And we see the reveal that Rip is there with his right leg in the Blade Runner. And Lotla has her left leg in the Blade Runner. And Rip says, That wound there, it won't repair itself till I die.
0: But Lotla's going like, it won't repair itself. (laughs) It won't repair itself until I die. Until I die. (laughs) She's feeding him all the lines.
1: And we just get a little phrase. that says, the "Lock is complete." Miss Rop, Miss Mister Rip, Miss Lotla. We're going to lay it on him all at once. So hey, Nick, Lotla did something. She took on one half yeah. of the burden of Blade Runner. Uh, I did see Ninja in the chat ask her like, "What's the advantage of this?" I guess the advantage is one uh, Rip won't have to lose both of his legs to all of this, but also right. because Lotla would be actively invested in all the attacks they now have a very powerful weapon that knows when it's going to miss. And if it hits, they can't heal from it basically. So right. I
0: think that kind, that kind it... of
1: always existed, but I think the idea of
0: them doing it in tandem makes that thing a little bit stronger perhaps. Right. It increases their synchronicity yeah. uh, with each other. Uh, but I, I actually, when I saw this, I felt like very touched seeing yeah. it just like oh, a lot. took that, that burden for for him, so they wouldn't have to just do it all by himself. Because of course, you know, we saw the loop where Rip cut off both of his legs in order to get stronger, and how he was just miserable and single-minded in trying to accomplish his goal. And in this way, you know, he's not as isolated. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we've had this point pressed about how uh, Lala and Rip and Layla are a unit. <laughs> And so to have this be their reintroduction that just affirms like, yeah, they're they're in this together was is very nice.
1: Yeah, I really like the idea that she is going to help share this burden and this is going to be a different Rip one who is going to be motivated by unity and not. You know, just single-minded revenge, and it, Oh, it's it's kind of cute in a way. Like again, these aren't, you know, these are supposed to be characters that have like a romantic tension, who were like also meant to be like they will never be romantic. That's just not who they are. Uh, so I just like the idea of these two being like we're very very close. This is how close we're going to be. We're both going to lose a leg and take on this, you know, thing together. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Liked it
0: a lot. Yeah. Speaking of sweet things, let's talk about Blue Box. It's chapter 120. Outrageous! Uh, What's really outrageous is the sort of time skip that we get in this chapter. (laughs) It's a whole month and a half that we missed. Uh, Who knows what's happened in that time? I don't know. Time advanced. Basically. Who
1: knows? This could have been the most wild fucking crazy march anyone's ever seen. You know? They're like, man, that scorpion infestation in the school? Wild. I can't believe we lost so many kids.
0: Everyone just got really, really into American college basketball. And it was. Yeah. It was, it was like, was, oh, it, man.
1: that so, Off- much, so much so they were literally driven mad by it. It was uh, an Eldritch uh, March madness this time around.
0: Yeah. What would be the most ridiculous college? Dude? Something like, you know, I don't know. MIT, when the... When the, when the Holy the shit! That would drive people insane! Are you fucking... I lost so much money on this! <laughs> they're like, Harvard one? What the
1: fuck? I didn't even know they had, like, an actual team. It's, like, uh... Tasca... Tasca... schooner fucking, uh... Community College, and they're just like, what?
0: Uh, Tokyo University one, of course. This doesn't seem... Like, they should be eligible. <laughs> Siren,
1: uh actually, won. You're like, the team from <laughs> Slam Dunk won? <laughs> that was a high school team.
0: Oh, boy. So, uh, first off, that's Kuroko, not... Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, my, my bad. Uh, Shuhoku, I think, was okay. Slam Dunk? Anyway, sorry, sorry. Uh, t- don't get me talking about other sports manga. <laughs> <laughs> I need more. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so the big thing that is happening right now is that the new school year has started, which means that you know there's there's you know been some lead up to it in terms of like oh what's Taiki going to do next year? Chinatsu is you know now a senior and she's going to be you know like the the, the head of their ball, uh, their basketball team. Uh, but also of course something that comes along with that is new first year students in the year below Taiki and uh, and Hina and everyone else. Uh, and so there's you know some new students who are checking out the different sports clubs, and they're like, "Oh, there's that girl Hina Chono Senpai. She's so pretty. They say she placed third in the country last year. And look over there, Chinatsu Kano Senpai of the basketball team. She's cool. Uh, she seems really aloof off the court, but you can tell that, you know, it, it's she when she moves like that, it's like you can't really tell that, it's, that she's the same way. And then, you know, Chinatsu I guess kind of overhears them like talking about her up in the bleachers together." She looks up in the middle, like, oh my god, she looked at us. <laughs> and uh, Kyo, Kyo, Kyo uh, leans over to Taiki and he's like, hey, you know, aren't you worried? And she's already got a new whole batch of admirers. And Taiki's like, That's okay, I've just gotta not let it bother me, I've just gotta be me, I've just gotta be confident. So he's, he's had this conversation with Chinatsu, Chinatsu is his girlfriend, it's fine. And then someone is like, you think she's got a boyfriend? Nah, maybe I'll have a shot with her. And he's like, uh, they talk about how, you know, the qualifiers for nationals are coming up soon. Uh, and meanwhile, there are some guys who are checking. I like, oh, hey, look, there's a new student on the girls' badminton team. Oh, she's all clumsy and not very good. She can't, she, her serves are just hitting the net and drooping back down. Uh, and oh, look at her! She's she's she trips, and all the all the shuttlecocks go up in the air, and they fall down around her. Oh no! It
1: this is like such a fucking like shojo romance introduction to a character. Yeah. Like I was like I was like, holy shit! Did they, like they accidentally publish a chapter of Skip Beat instead of Blue Box
0: this week? <laughs> Uh, so this girl is Akari, and uh, she's like, oh, "It's okay. I'm used to being clumsy and stuff." And the, she also establishes the she accidentally grabbed her older brother's racket by mistake. Mm. Uh, Nick, I don't think anything will come of that. No, I bet her older um, brother's
1: no one significant.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nishida, I'm, I'm the kind in... of
1: viewer they check off. Put out a gun at the front of the play, and I'm like, "Good." I'm glad that gun will never be used
0: and I'm going to be mighty disappointed if it shows up again later on. That'll be very poor gun safety practice. Obviously it goes off. I'm like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Boo.
0: I thought I knew where things stood in this. You don't set something up unless it's going to come into play immediately after. (laughs) I don't like setups and payoffs. uh Nishita comes in yelling and saying we oh, there's two outrageous additions in the first years and it's like why are you coming and running to tell everyone else this you're you're the you're the captain well i think why that's what he's dealing well, with
1: it no no i think that's what he's doing he wants to tell everybody he's like guys 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 this is gonna be crazy this he's like you know he's a teenager he's like ready to just share the drama
0: he's just learned i guess yeah he's a dope yeah <laughs> it's true <laughs> Uh, So a coach or advisor or or something like that is chewing out uh, one of the new first year students who uh, and, you know, he's like bumped into him. Apparently has not adequately apologized because the kid apparently said my bad. And the teacher's like, that's not an adequate apology. So it's like, all right, calm down. I know. Fuck off, dude. It's like, oh, you're making a bad impression as a new student. You, sir. And it was like, wait, what? Yusa? What? <laughs> and uh, they established, like, oh, yeah, he must be, I guess, related to Yusa from Sajikawa. He kind of looks like a troublemaker. There was a rumor going around Sajikawa Junior High that he went out of his way to go to Ame instead of Sajikawa. But if he's Yusa's little brother, he must be pretty good. Uh, it's weird and... because I know
1: that that's what kids would think, but in truth, you'd have no reason to yeah. really believe that. It's like assuming... At- I guess you I guess I think the same thing when I heard Michael Jordan had kids who play like I was like, well, they're probably decent at basketball, not just like necessarily because of genetically or anything like that, but just like, I guess it would be around them. But still, right.
0: There is definitely some link. But yeah, if we're talking about like, oh, this high school is really good. His younger brother must also be really good. Maybe. Maybe Maybe he's he did join the badminton club. So presumably he's got something. But Yeah. yeah. But Yusa, the younger, over here is this, and it's like, hey, who who said that? Who just called me Yusa's little brother? I've got a name. The joyful name Haruto. (laughs) I do love uh, him Shane. it's the joyful name Haruto. Also, he gets up in in, uh, Nishida's face. uh, Good. uh, Fuck Nishida. Then he realizes, wait, wait, you must be the captain, and bows to him respectfully. So, no, no. There. yeah Ru- ruined your first impression kid sorry sorry you had a chance but uh no second chance to make a first impression uh however he does also apologize for mr motogi causing a ruckus which is pretty great <laughs> i'm sorry that he's making noise chewing me out yeah. uh I think he's he just a- shooing him he's
1: like go go, go, away. go
0: away get out of here mm-hmm. no longer need it here thank you sir uh and uh, yeah he introduced himself fully as Haruto Yusa and says i've come here to win at nationals thanks for having me uh of course there's limited slots for who's going to appear at nationals for the team so both taiki and haru have a bit of a reaction to this and uh he flat says yeah haru says i've had enough guys who are all talk and no walk and taiki's like Wait, are you saying I'm also? <laughs> 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 uh, hey, hey, why am, I,
1: why am I catching shrapnel here?
0: <laughs> uh, so er, everyone kind of like, you know, starts to scatter and, and do club stuff. Taiki goes by Haruto a little bit later, and Haruto's like, oh, hey, you know where the bathroom is? And points in the right direction. He's like, thanks. And Kyo realizes what's just happened, and he says to Taiki, yeah, he thought you were a first year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because
1: there was there was no respect there was nothing to it it was just like oh cool thanks it's like he just thought yep. you were another one first year like oh, oh oh no uh
0: so um then they're like uh one of the, one of the other club members t- says to nishida is like oh by the way didn't you say that there were two weird cases for joining the batman club uh taiki uh you know knows this so while he's wandering around the gym they exchange very very terse greetings because of course it's still a secret from everyone that they're dating uh the girl uh, uh, akagi Ak- akari hikari i have to remember her, i'm gonna have to remember her name it seems like she's going to come up again, again <laughs> no i think this character's still a uh, one and uh, done
1: neck, because it's like a background character you know
0: uh, her shuttlecock uh, from her match accidentally hit uh, Taiki in the head and she comes rushing over and says oh sorry excuse me and she trips and stumbles and catches herself right before hitting Taiki uh, so you know good just because just someone trips doesn't mean that they have to fall into the protagonist
1: it is also weird writers ever. yeah <laughs> it, it is weird that there's again we're reading uh, you know a romance uh, comedy and jump And, uh, uh, like, a female character tripped and, like, her clothes didn't some spontaneously explode off afterwards. Like, I'm just like, oh, wow, like, people could just naturally trip like they would, like, humans.
0: (laughs) She, like, somehow stumbles and just, like, tugs her shirt outward so the taiki's head goes into this. I thought it would help me stop (laughs) falling into you. Uh, it
1: would be, like, the inverse. Like, she stumbles and falls into, like, a heavier sweater. (laughs) Like, you're just like,
0: (laughs) oh, you know, the fact that I fell into this sweater really cushioned my fall. This yeah. is very convenient. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's an awkward moment between them because she's like, oh, I'm always tripping and stuff. Uh, and there's a weird moment because Taiki has a drink and she says, oh, it's not like I want your drink or anything. I guess because she was tripping and heading towards his... Drink. Yeah. When she tripped, it's I guess it's weird. Uh, but as she then you know, turns off to go back to her match, Taiki says like, "Oh, when you make your shot, keep your elbow in a fixed position." And then uh, she goes over. Uh, and uh, Haru says to Taiki, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize you knew Akari." And was what? Yeah. Uh, it's hard calling her by her last name. Taiki's like, "Why is that?" Oh, you don't know. She's Hyodo's little sister. <laughs> So, the two rival characters—oh wow—both have younger siblings who went to, are going very to coincidental. <laughs> uh, and Taiki's like, wait, that that guy, and where did she get her jeans from? As in, they look nothing alike. So, but uh, wait—that's because so that, that he looks—that
1: means... that's because he looks like he's
0: twenty-five.
1: <laughs> he yes, has a very old
0: face. Yes. So yeah, Taiki's like, "Oh wow, yeah, it looks like I'm not gonna be able to rest this year because oh, we got some real characters who joined the the having club." Uh, but meanwhile, Akari keeps her elbow in a fixed position under Taiki's advice, hits the shuttlecock, and uh, gets a really good shot from it. And she's like, "Oh, so that was Inamata Senpai." Oh no. <laughs>
1: So this this felt like a, a huge chapter for Blue Box uh, because it, it changed so many status quos. It established, like, hey, this series is is moving forward. We're in year two of Taiki, Chinatsu's last year of this school. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to introduce new first years now because that's, you know, important. You know, your school life does change based on the classes that leave and enter. Um, so like, yeah, it made sense that like they'd add some new blood. Uh, the idea that the two students added are the younger siblings of Taiki's and, uh, Husei's rivals basically is curious because I suppose this is a way to more easily also then presumably involve those characters with Taiki and things like that, outside of tournaments, like you don't have to wait for the next tournament for uh, sorry Haru, you? Uh, you don't have to wait for the next tournament for Yusa to suddenly be involved or Kyoto, right. who I don't think we've seen in a very long time. Well, because
0: um, he's he's Haru's rival, yeah, and so unless we're specifically in Haru's head when he's thinking about Batman. Then why would we ever think about sure. it? Oh, so.
1: But this is this does create the opportunity to be like, oh hey, you know, we're out on the town. Oh hey, it's Akari. Let's talk to her. Hey, uh my big brother's here. And be like, all right, get some interaction. I'm mixed on this. I think it's unique because I, I do like the idea of like, all right, whole new, you know, relationships and worlds. There's a part of me that's a little sad because it didn't feel like we had like reached a complete finality of everything before it was you know we were in a great place with shinatsu and taiki but i i almost kind of got bummed when i was like oh i guess there's just no development that happened with ayame and kyo like they just mm-hmm. didn't you know have any significant conversations in the past month or anything like right. that so there's a little bit of a bummer there but yeah i don't know this is uh this is surprising these are uh, definitely two characters that I feel like are here to just fuck with the plot.
0: <laughs> this was probably my least favorite Blue Box chapter in as long as I can remember. Wow. Uh, which is not to say like, oh, it was bad. I hated it. But for the first time in a long time, I wasn't like, oh, that was nice. I was like, I don't know if I'm interested in having these two younger sibling characters around. If it were just Haruto, I think, then I could be like, yeah, all right, you know, there's this weird guy on the team uh, that, you know, could be another foil for Taiki, just like his older brother. He doesn't seem to take Taiki very seriously at first, Uh, but I don't know if I'm good with like this idea of like, hey, let's introduce a female character to have a crush on Taiki. It's like, you have a why.
1: Like, I, I, I'm I okay with it because I think the initial premise and partially why the series is called, you know, Blue Box is that it, it's not specifically just here's Taiki Ichinatsu. Uh, there was like a little message, I think, at the end of the first chapter. I'm trying to see if I could find it. I just remember them having some line about like, and I think a lot about all of the memories we are going to share together in that gymnasium, basically, in that mm. Blue Box. So I do like the idea of like, hey. There's more characters than this. Um, You know, we'll see how these relationships go. I don't think I'd be super pumped at the idea of, like, Akari's like, I have a crush on Taiki, we're just repeating the fact of, like, he's going to say no because he's infatuated with Jinatsu. It's not, you're not going to change his mind. Um, But I'm also not against the idea of, like, maybe he does just have, um, not a suitor, but, like, a person he's close to that maybe Chinatsu can feel jealousy towards or something like that. Or just like he has a friend. And as I said, like, you know, if the story keeps going, we get to chapter 240, chinatsu's is going to graduate. Like, I like it's one of these things that I'm just like, all right, like I, I could see like, we're setting the groundwork. Let's see where these characters go. Essentially. Like I, I'm, I'm going to keep my mind open, but I do agree. This did feel very sudden and difficult to process. <laughs>
0: You gotta move with the times, I guess. We'll see how it goes. Uh, We're going to move on now to Chainsaw Man, vroom, vroom. chapter <laughs> chapter one hundred forty-five, kumbaya, which uh, is about uh, the church uh, being shut down. <laughs> so <laughs> the Church of Chainsaw Man, I should I should say. Uh, there's all sorts of different facilities that all get uh, you know taken down by uh the government and they establish like yeah we seize their heavy weapons caches uh we're calling in the parents to establish a victims group and uh yeah bring in the media too. get those crying faces on camera <laughs> so uh they are controlling all facets uh, of how they are eliminating the chainsaw man church uh from the table to what end exactly uh are they doing this now Why didn't they do it before? You know, what's uh, going on here exactly? Uh, There is a guy that I don't know if we've even really met before who's got a bit of a goatee uh, who says that he is authorizing the capture of the war devil Asa Mitaka. Can't leave the church's poster girl out in the wild. Here I was hoping she'd do us a favor and turn Chainsaw Man into a weapon. So... Maybe that's why they left the Chainsaw Man Church alone. Hmm. Uh, One of the other agents there says that the Devil Name Consultant wants to speak with you. I think that we've heard of the Devil Name Consultant a long time ago. But this definitely is, I think, the first appearance of them. Because they show up later in the chapter. Uh, So... They kind of also, you know, what, like a, he looks over at the a poster for the Chainsaw Man Church, which of course has Asa on, uh, in the foreground of it. And uh, one of them asks him, what do you suppose the Chainsaw Man Church wanted? And he says, mm, to play a chain being Chainsaw Man, probably. So even they don't seem to know exactly what the machinations and the puppetry that were actually manipulating the Chainsaw Man Church were up to. Yeah. Meanwhile, Barum uh, was surrounded by agents who are all, you know, there to arrest him. And they say, like, yeah, you're under arrest on charges of arms tra- trafficking and furnishing devil contracts to minors. But and- Nick!
1: Oh. Barum Bridge? Don't you mean Scarum Witch? Oh, <laughs> uh, wait! Nope, those were two good ones. You got, I uh, got. Ooh! Dagger.
0: Oh. <laughs> like that broke. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Denji's uh bodyguard says, "Hey, why don't you work for public safety next? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. You, you, you traffic stuff to minors. You seem like you'd be good for government work." <laughs>
1: Why don't you join us? Just like, I don't know, we already got enough of you kind of weirdos working for us at this point.
0: Uh, And she also points out, like, yeah, the bow and katana weapons devils are working for with us already. So, yeah. Uh, He just says, can you give me a minute? It's sunset. The most beautiful time of day. Everyone looks at him like he's a weirdo. Mm. Uh, We cut away from there to where the agent we saw before has met with the devil name consultant who says who has they there's a corpse the corpse of the devil that was killed it was you know being fed by uh the falling devil and uh so the consultant says upon analysis we've identified the devil believed to have been defeated by Chainsaw on man the other day as the justice devil and so the guy the the agent, you know, thinks about this and says maybe it's the fairness devil or the equality devil. And uh the I like that says, you nope. can get
1: like ticky tack like that. Like somebody's like, oh, my God, it's, you know, the the fucking uh, the goat devil. They're like, actually, that's uh a ram. It's very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's two different fears. Like, I don't know what to tell you.
0: Pretty much. It's it is a bit of a weird like, you know, Cutting threads. So it's not like, you know, different concepts. It's like, no, 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 no. Equality and fairness are two different concepts with two different devils. Yeah.
1: It's a whole different thing.
0: So the consultant says, no, no, it is just, its name is Justice. Which begs the question even after this devil's death, the Chainsaw Man Church followers could use the power attributed to the Justice Devil. And yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, Division 4 killed a follower who used that power. So in that case, it's looking like the devil they made contracts with was never the Justice Devil. So... Hmm... Uh... Meanwhile, in Asa's apartment... Uh, on the TV, there's a news report saying like, oh my god, yeah, there was followers who were illegally contracted with the Justice Devil at the Chainsaw Man Church, and yeah, they're fighting devil hunters and stuff, and Asa's like, wait, they're doing what? <laughs> <What's>, what is <laughs> What's happening? happening? Uh, there's a knock at her door. There's a knock at her
1: in. door.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> come on, it's Three's Company.
0: I don't... That,
1: That's how the Three's Company song starts. There's a knock at a door. There's a knock at a door. Somebody's waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) I could just gaslight you at this point. And then Mr. Roper shows up. He's like an alien. uh, That's their bodyguard slash uh, uh, landlord. And they have to uh, pretend that he's gay. Otherwise, they're going to kick him out of this apartment complex. This is actually, minus the alien part, this is actually the real premise. (laughs) The Three's Company.
0: (laughs) Wait, so the bodyguard slash alien landlord will get kicked out if they don't pretend he's gay? No,
1: uh, Jack will get kicked out because okay. it's supposed to be an apartment for all women. But he, this is the the 70s. So the joke can just be he lies right. about being gay when actually he's a ladies man. Uh, so the, like the whole comedy of errors is like they can't make this guy. There can't be a situ- situation that ever makes him look heterosexual because right. then he'll lose this apartment that he needs. And he has two, 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 dates. yeah and he has two beautiful uh female uh roommates
0: okay so if he's not allowed if he's only allowed to be in there because he won't sleep with the tenants because that's presumably why you know it's allowed they lie then- and they say he's gay yeah right so what if there were uh lesbian tenants
1: Nick, there's only so much homosexuality allowed on television at the time. <laughs> there was, they we're homosexual, there wasn't homosexual either. If
0: there's a gay man here, then that means that his aura will push out any yeah. other potential gay people. Uh-huh. They're like stand users. They all have their territories and you kinda <laughs> you kinda know when you've entered you're like, oh no, I've entered into a stand users area. And that's why there were no same-sex kisses on TV. It's not that there no. weren't any gay people; it's just that they would be magnetically repulsed from each other. Yeah, it's like
1: uh it's like uh, when you're a sorcerer in Jutsu Kaisen, you use your uh, your realm technique or whatever. Right. Like, it repels. It's an instant kill if someone enters, and you immediately get one shot. So you just know to stay out of the range. <laughs>
0: Anyway, there's a knock at Asa's door. There's a knock at your door. <laughs> right. That's, yes, Three's Company. I get this reference, Gwen. Yes. Start the, the entire bit all over again. Uh, and so a voice demands that Asa, or specifically the war devil, get on the ground with your hands behind your head. So Asa says to Yoru, okay, I came up with a plan in case enemies ever got my address and attacked us at home. This apartment belongs to me, so I'm going to turn room 606 into a weapon. I need you to control my body afterward. And Yoru hears this plan and is clearly like, oh, well, okay, you've gotten a little crazy <laughs> since we first met, huh? And you know, it's just like, yeah, whose fault is that? All right, get ready. And she puts her hand to the, to the floor and she starts to declare room 606 and the door gets cut down and as she is declaring sword, we cut away. As Yoshida has burst into her room. It took me a second to realize it was Yoshida because his hair is different. But that octopus tentacle can only belong to one douchebag. So it's clearly him. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Barum is being taken away and he's singing Kumbaya because he's crazy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Denji's just ready to go like, oh, yeah, time to go home. Uh, yeah, And they just like, yeah, I'm hungry. And so they start to leave. The sun sets. And we cut back to Yoshida, who has just cut off Asa's arm before she could finish turning her apartment into a sword. Uh-oh.
1: So brutal. What a fucking end of a chapter, Cliffhanger. You're just like, no, Asa! Uh, I
0: literally read this chapter and immediately went, you better not fucking do it. <laughs> don't you do it.
1: Uh, I can accept that she might have to lose her arm. As long as she doesn't die here, I'd be very disappointed. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case. But I mean, this is definitely like a page chart. It's like the fucking it's like I hate to like be like, it's genius because it's not really. It's just obnoxiously good that this entire scene is then surrounded by the song uh, Kumbaya, my lord. <laughs> Right. Okay, I'm just like, that's a song like, God
0: damn it. I hate that this is being used In a dramatic ir- ironic way, yeah, you know, the low the the slow uh, minor key remix of the song for the trailers and stuff.
1: yeah, Babe, yeah, this yeah, this is the slow down trailer version right. of Kumbaya,
0: my lord. because as we all know, Kumbaya was early, originally an early two thousands techno pop song, so ah,
1: now I know. Um, good chapter anyway, uh, lots of, lots of fallout, I presume, will come as a result of this, but we shall see. Nick!
0: I could hear your enthusiasm starting to drop off towards the tail end of that, because you were suddenly aware of the black hole that was immediately in front of us. I was like, Nick, it's
1: time to talk about Eden Zero, Chapter 259, Stormy Edens 1, so we get a cover page that's a little map of where everybody is. Super useful. I hate this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> super useful. I know where it's I... No, it's just a blank featureless void of space. There's no different locations except this ship and this ship. And yeah, that and then that
1: fight's happening there and then that one's over there. I, I like that they're like, this fight's happening here. These five fucking characters are just over there, though. Like, I was like, aren't they supposed to be fighting the dragon to give the ship time? You know, whatever. Who cares? Uh, Hermit's like, oh, my God, uh, you're activating a self-destruct thing. This is really, really bad. You have 10 minutes. Got to get out of here. We see Witch, who's like, oh, no, you're going to destroy the ship. Why would you board it first then? And Wizard is just like,
0: we're only here to kill you. Who cares what happens to us? i love that 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 they bring up the point of like wait if you're engaging a self-destruct protocol why did you also board the ship it's like because i want to kill you <laughs> Fuck all <God>. right <laughs> well, you got me there
1: um we cut over to sister who's like oh my god we're gonna the ship's gonna explode what are we gonna do moscow moscow we can't open the door pino's still out cold but then clown shows up nick And he's like, hmm, yeah, sent on a mission doomed to deflagration. Mm, Can't you taste the tragic heroism? And she's like, clown, how did you get here? And he's like, don't you remember? You never took me off your ship. I've always been here. So I've retained my memory for the other universes as well. And I'm like, that doesn't explain how you're on the ship. (laughs) Even if you jumped, you would have taken over the clown of this universe
0: Right. Whatever. I don't
1: care. I, I get mean,
0: yeah, te- technically speaking, he doesn't state it as how he is actually there. But he, but yeah, he does kind of bring it up in response to Sister B. Like, how did you get here? He's like, it's good to see you again. Let me tell you about how I have my memories from the previous loop. It's very important that I have those. Remember all the times we had together, like when we fought? And that was it? <laughs> and then you jumped into a
1: different universe, basically. Uh, he's like, yes, I have memories of the last world. And she's like, yeah, then you remember me being the shit out of you. He's like, oh, yes, I do. And I, I'm, I'm grateful to not have to be one of the 18 different characters who are like, no, I'm arbitrarily stronger in this universe. He's like, nope, I'll probably still get my ass kicked. So I'm just going to poison you to death. And <laughs> gas starts filling the room. And Sister goes... Android anti Android gas. No,
0: I, 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 but, I. <laughs> if it's anti Android gas, would he be dying too? They're I, all robots. Look, clearly it's anti Android, except for clowns. Gas. Oh, look. If we're going to say that there is a gas that. <laughs> androids breathe <laughs> in in order to kill them then I think that all bets are off uh, it's it's surely one of these things I'm like what are you fucking doing anymore my guys
1: this, this is a goddamn mess uh, he's like yes I'm not here to fight you I'm just here to make sure you end up dead uh happy calls out for pino to use her emp but she's still unconscious everyone starts why didn't he
0: just use an emp
1: (laughs) i don't know uh but he's like ah good all the robots have been taken out but happy has not been knocked out he's like how are you not dying and happy's like in this universe i'm not a robot um, oh, I've got no solution for this. Yeah, I guess a I'll just—I'll
0: use, use my gun a tiny, instead. <laughs> a tiny anthropomorphic cat with no special powers. Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> I didn't account for this in my plans.
1: It would be great. He's like, I'm undone. My plans raveled. Um, we see big space battle going on. i I'm rec- I'm recapping this right now. I'm currently forgetting what happens at the end in this. Like, if anything occurs here. So yeah. this is going to be a surprise to me as much as to you. Shiki lands on Ean's one. He's like, "Cool, I'm here." Oh, never mind. It's right. This it this happens and it's stupid. A bunch of robot soldiers attack him, like a hundred. They shoot a bunch of bullets. And Shiki just uses gravity magic to like. I guess it's I guess they're physical objects, or he uses gravity to like move light? I'm not sure. They shoot him with a bunch of stuff, he stops it, and then he throws it all back at them and punches them. He does the same three things he's done. But one of the robots is like, ah, I've survived. I can't believe you actually boarded the ship. And then explodes. And Nick, who should be here but Lightning Law of the Elaration Six Galactica, who uh, I think does the same stupid little hand sign that, um fucking the card used in fairy tale i know this is like also could be used for like other you know symbolic things but i i assume he's meant to be a reference to that god-awful
0: character as well i don't even remember that character so
1: well i won't we won't remember this
0: one either so it works out yeah i was gonna say like i i literally looked at this guy and i thought he's part of the erasion on Sace galactica have we seen him before we've never have seen we- him They they tease
1: three new members. It was the same time they teased Joker Helix. They were like, there's also Lightning Law and somebody else, I want to say, maybe. Um, But yeah, this
0: is guy. He's just been teased name only. Uh, But he's very briefly say something positive. This entrance, I think, is actually a really cool idea. You know, that there's like, oh, he controlled a bunch of robots. And then when that failed, he just. His, the electricity that composes his form just explodes out of the last one and forms his body. So like, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Uh Lady Freya, yeah, I think that was the name of the third person they mentioned. Uh he says, Little did you know this would be your final destination, Shiki Granbell Bell. And then I guess that Sheiky echoes we like cause we start doing the twenty thousand years ago flash. Yeah, flashback. And uh sister or er, yeah, sister. It's like, Sheiky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're two different characters. It's in the past, like Sheiky. And uh, which is like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, it's nothing. Forget it. Maybe I'm just sick. But sometimes that name pops into my head. I wonder if it's anything important. And which is like, no, it's a good name, Sheiki. And I don't know if this is meant to imply that this is like a time loop thing that like 20,000 years ago universe is being influenced by... The 20,000 years later universe, but this is criminally bad as a storytelling method. I don't know why, at some point, Hero decided the best way for me to tell this flashback was one and a half pages at a time mm-hmm. over the we're course nothing, where nothing's happening. We're
0: not, yeah, there's nothing established. So, like, oh, they're aware of the name Shiki. Okay.
1: I said, maybe cool. that's, maybe that's meant to, because because it, like, the, the transition between scenes was the echo of a character saying it, and we've already established that Shiki's gravity powers can, like, pull memories from other universes and stuff like that, like, maybe this is meant to imply that Shiki and, and like, the gravity of his powers is affecting this time that already passed, I, I don't know, it's just stupid right now, I hate this delivery vehicle of Two pages at the end of a chapter it's just like the worst way to consume something that is meant to be read on a weekly basis
0: i've been playing uh tears of the kingdom recently very fun game and there is a device in it same as in the wild where you can go to various parts of the map and it will give you a memory that forms part of the cuts you know the story of it so there you know sporadically introduced throughout the game and each time you find one it's a big sizable chunk of the story yeah so you feel like oh i found a thing let's sit down and take it in and if i don't have these in the right order which of course you find them all around the map you don't get then it's like oh there's like still there's gaps in this i don't really know everything that's going on but a whole scene happened and i get a grasp of like what's happening between the characters that are talking and stuff and and i feel like i've learned a piece of information that will form a vital part of the entire story once i have all the pieces together With this it's like well they talk about the name shiki moving on (laughs) there's (laughs) one where it's the 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 previous one where it's like oh brigadine and valkyrie are oh no no uh, killer and 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 witch uh are engaged no, killer uh uh wizard and Wiz- oh yeah Wiz- w- w- yeah they're all <laughs> these names all suck uh, wizard and witch are engaged okay <laughs> yeah I think th- I
1: don't know if it was last one or two previously but it was like the planet could overdrive and you're like I guess that's something but this is just that's, again that's like... the
0: most important thing we've learned so far beyond yeah. this world exists I I just think if like we had gotten like slightly longer segments than this you know, like you know like have like A four-page sequence, which is, like, establishing the way that, like, wizard and witch interact and talk to each other and are just generally around each other. And then at the end of that scene, like, you know, you have the reveal of, like, oh, they're engaged. Like, they mentioned it up in a natural way as opposed to, did you know that they're engaged? (laughs) Which are all allegedly things that are being talked about by the people who are most important to them in their lives. So it's... Yes, it's very frustrating because it's bad. Yeah. And <laughs> now, now do they want? <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's also often just not interesting information. It's staggering to me that we are like, what? Well, this is like the fourth or fifth time that we've done this, and he was already scraping the bottom of the barrel for this stuff. It's like, did you literally do it this way because you just did not have not have enough content in order to make entire scenes with? Come on.
1: Again, I don't know what the context is supposed to be. That They're just like, Shiki, this name keeps popping into my head. You know, like, I get it. This is like some Kingdom Hearts sort of like, you know, it's relevant because the world is relevant, and names and places and things like that are relevant to you, the reader, or the consumer of this piece of media. It may not make a complete logical 100% sense, but like sometimes the emotions are more powerful than the actual written word and it's just like, I get it. I just don't understand why a page and a half is being delivered to us once a chapter. Each one does not flow into the next. Sometimes they're very vaguely connected into it. You know, I. I it's just it's stupid. It's really, really stupid the way that this is being delivered to us. ninja is asking do you think is there an implication that this is maybe past which is shiki's biological mother somehow maybe who knows i like again if that's the implication i'm supposed to get from this chapter i just don't really feel it because the more the like the notion that which is like Oh Shiki is a good name It's less interesting to the idea to me That the transition between scenes Is the word Shiki over and over again In which her sister being like Yeah I don't know sometimes the name Shiki Just pops into my brain Like that seems to imply something like right. Otherworldly is happening And not just like oh yeah I heard the name Shiki the other day on the radio And I thought it was a good name for a baby
0: It's also very important That we know more about this other alternate timeline Yeah so. Cypher Academy, chapter 43, it's better to have a big war than a small war. I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Uh, So Iroha is on the second slash negative one floor uh, in the Cypher Academy metaverse, which is an air raid shelter uh, in design. Uh, so he's wandering around and he come and he while his, he's like putting his hand on the wall to kind of trace his path uh, activates an unexploded bomb and at first he's like, oh God, what is this doing here? And then a hatch on it opens up and reveals a pair of numbers on it. and he's like, oh it's it's a code and it's you know 28. With an arrow button pointing to the other one, which says 47, with an arrow button pointing back to the 28. So uh, he's, he realized, like, oh, I guess uh, I've got to choose one of these numbers. And there's a 10 second time limit. Uh, okay. Uh, w- oof. Uh, and so he realized, like, okay, if you treat the arrows as as math symbols, less than, greater than, then it's got to be this 28 is less than 47. Okay. Does, All right.
1: Doesn't a triangle in math mean something else, though? I guess it's. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: No one would introduce this this way, uh, in terms of like an actual mathematical like uh, equation to be solved, uh, because you don't use triangles for this. You're right. You use, you know, those. They're type. They're like brackets, basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Carrots, I think they're sometimes called.
0: Uh. But so he wanders off, and as he does so, we get a zoom in on the button that he clicked, which is glowing. Then we cut around a little bit. Toshisai is, of course, on basement level 200, which is a casino hall, and she's like, "I don't do well in places like this." Uh, so she thinks about, like, "Okay, should I utilize speedrun strats and move ahead quickly?" It's like, "How do you?"
1: That'd be great. She just it? starts
0: squatting over and over again, and starts clipping through the
1: ground. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, God you go damn it, like, it Toshi Sai just speedwalled her or speedrun herself into the 50 million bo-
0: uh, morgues. It sucks. I do have to wonder like, how do you speedrun a game that you literally have never played before and don't know the mechanics of?
1: <laughs> yeah, that is the best part. She's like, I- I-
0: I'll speedrun this bitch. Like, you don't even know what this is. <laughs> Uh, but she says her other option is to sit my butt down and wait for Tayotan and Yukako. I which, like uh, she commits to the bit. No one was
1: around to hear it, so does that does not count towards yeah, uh, one of to the ten yeah. she has to say for a day? I, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we cut around to a few places like you know, Obro uh, is 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 contemplating like, hmm, I wonder if this is like you know like a like a rogue like thing. I'd have to start over if I took off the glasses. Uh, Taiyu is on floor 150 which is the aquarium floor hey a manatee look Aww. at the manatee guys He's yeah at that
1: cute little guy
0: uh, and she notes that like I can't move up to a floor I've already been through so for now I guess I'll head toward you know who on basement 175 which is Kubinashi who she has a history with as part of the Toshisai group Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly why she refers to her that way, but whatever. Uh, And then we, you know, get a few more people as well. And then we cut outside to the AV room of the actual Cypher Academy where Kagoe is watching things along with Nohime and Sepun Zakuraguchi, the leading private of Class 1D.
1: Hmm.
0: I had noted last week that they
1: did did not appear to be participating.
0: Uh, so, you know, Kaguya is making conversations like, oh, how would you proceed in this? And, uh, Zakuro Guchi says, oh, I wouldn't want to play a game that could kill me. I heard about what happened to Lord Nohime. Your eye was destroyed after you played the prototype for this game. What a wild world this is. <laughs> uh, but Nohime seems to not be all, all that, uh, concerned about it. He's like, oh, I suppose that did happen, yes. Uh, but, uh, so they established that quote there is no longer any risk of death in that cyber brain world even if a player does explode and die within the game they will only suffer an equal amount of damage in their minds that's what we peasants call a fate worse than death so you die in the game you don't die for real but you do get scared so there we go uh, we catch back up with Eroha, who is still wandering around solving the bomb ordinances, and he's coming across harder and harder and harder uh, ones to solve. Uh, the only one that I couldn't get was the uh, was the fourth of the five of these. I don't know what the what four M eight K N means. Yeah, uh, I'm, but... I'm not
1: sure. I do like that the last one was one that I was like, ah, as somebody who regularly uses Fahrenheit, this is actually a very easy one to answer. Actually, pretty easy. Yes,
0: it's it's the Celsius one.
1: Yeah, I was like, Celsius is very simple. We have the much more complicated and stupid one.
0: Right. Uh, So eventually gets to one that's like, oh, God, what is this? It says 1017 MB 954 HPA. He's like, I don't know what this is. Uh, and uh, so he he realized like, oh my god, I'm I'm to survive thanks to my normal classes, as in you know they do are they are at a school, so he's actually applying like math and science and stuff, math. Yeah. But he's like, I can't I can't, can't I can't do this forever. So you know we get a look at like, oh yeah, Junko that one that one teacher who organized the the big tag event, and also the instructor of class one F, Cardano Quran who. Looks like a shonen villain.
1: Like this, <laughs> this
0: motherfucker walks
1: around with giant protractors, which I think yeah. is very metal. <laughs> I don't I don't really understand why they're doing it, but I think it's cool that they do.
0: Mm-hmm. And so uh, Iroha establishes like every time that I get to a fork in the road, there's this unexploded ordnance, And when I get close to it, it activates them. Uh, so he's trying to figure out like this latest one. He's like, oh, what is it? And then Koshibai comes up behind ira and goes bang, <laughs> which uh, is really cool and uh, a nice thing to do. Uh, and uh, so Iroh is like, "What? Well, I I thought that you were supposed to start like a hundred floors below me." And Koshibai says, "Nah, I like to start at the very beginning whenever I play games. So I took up my glasses' weapon when we began and just restarted." I think this is like how you tell somebody is like. A veteran
1: rider, because this is an extremely cool way to establish a character. Like, oh, you know, we're we're meant to be like poor Aroha has to start at the very beginning of us and he's going to be all alone. And it's like, hey, here's a character who we know almost nothing about, and we're gonna establish the way that they play this game is a way that they're also going to be an ally to a character who feels like they're yeah. you know against the 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 ropes. Essentially, it's like an extremely simple and cool way to give a character, like, personality.
0: She establishes, like, oh, okay, so the symbol here, MB, means millibars, which was an old term that was used to refer to the other symbol, so you just need to compare the numbers. The uh, symbols are actually irrelevant to this. So she clicks the button, uh, and Iroha is asked, like, why why did you throw away your advantage here? Uh, And why are you only thinking about just, like, how to have fun? Even you must have your own dream that you want to achieve with the 50 billion Morg, right? Why did Morg...
1: Did they change how Morg is spelled so now it's spelled like the facility and not just like a dumb meme? Because it before it was just M-O-R-G. That is correct. Bullshit. I hate this fucking manga. We're we're removing it from the recap.
0: It's it's not as... (laughs) Not as fun uh, when you ha- when it's an actual... All
1: the old chapter or episode titles that reference it are going to make no sense, but we're going to make Barry with all well, my morgues.
0: That makes no sense. Uh, yeah, which I mean, I, I guess it's because it's deadly, I guess. Anyway, so Coach uh, just says, like, no, nah, I'm not interested in that. If I win, I'll give you all the money. <laughs> Enjoying this life or death game itself. Is heaven for me. So, don't know if I necessarily believe her, but it does seem to definitely line up with her actions immediately prior to this. Uh-huh. So, uh, so, uh, Iroha says, "Like you can't just okay. Before you go off ahead, you can't move ahead carelessly." And Koshiba is like, "Oh no, 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 I'm I'm being careful. See, every time you've run into one of these ordinances, the greater than less than symbols also point in the direction that you should be going." So that's why it was glowing before. So Kagoe and uh, Nohime uh, and the, you know they react to this like, oh wow, you know this is this is interesting. Uh, but uh, they get to the final unexploded ordinance, which is completely different. It's this massive, huge bomb. And Koshiba is like, oh man, I guess we're gonna have to like you know find the panel for this one. Uh, and uh, well, where where could it be? But Hiroha says, yeah, this can't be it. Because when you think about it, these are like all unexploded ordinances, as in bombshells that have been dropped or launched. And there's no way that anyone would use a bomb that was so big that a rocket couldn't carry it. So this is just a decoy. And the actual one is probably lurking in its massive shadow. And uh, that was the... The puzzle, by the way, because question one hundred ten is just the presentation of this giant bomb. Question one hundred eleven is the actual puzzle behind it. So there you go. <laughs> I think that was three stars, though. Just be like, this isn't very practical. This, isn't, this is this isn't right. <laughs> so there is just a panel that has number a number pad on it, a timer, and a space that says x equals blank. So they. Talking it over like, okay, uh, yeah, so, um, oh, and uh, the Coach, coach by, you know, reader, it's like, hey, you know, I don't really have my own dream. I'll just support yours. I want someone to help me while they look and act. Uh, I wouldn't want someone to help me while they looked and act bored. As in, like, you seem like you're, you know, doing things in an interesting way. That's nice. Uh, so they think it over. as like, okay, well, it's asking us to count the number of X's that appear when lining up the arrows that we saw along the path. So I think that the answer is X equals two. Uh, so they, they're, they're discussing this, and meanwhile, the pre- th- three people observing it are like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess they're a good combination when, when it comes to this. But why does Yurohazaka have his own unique opinion about unexploded ordinances? And Kogoi starts to say, oh, it's because he's... And there's a huge explosion that goes <laughs> off. Yeah, and we end the
1: chapter on a shattered piece of one of uh, Oroha's little hair ornaments. Yeah, so... Uh- that would be great. If they're just like, nah, they got it wrong. Start over, and you're they're like, really yeah, I guess you know it's fine to die in a roguelike on level one. Not really losing that much.
0: I wasn't really feeling this combination of abilities. It's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah this so. build was all bad. I gotta start over. See if I can get a better waifu to start with. She's <laughs> like, I'm a human being. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I just, I got, I got caught up in the mechanics.
0: All right. Uh, yeah. Interesting stuff. Let's move on to Kagurabachi chapter four sorcery and the enchanted blade. Last time, the big lead that uh Chihiro and other guy came across was a little girl who was being targeted, and uh, so Char, the young girl, is, is dangling from a rope. How's Chihiro gonna deal with this? He cuts through the rope immediately, it's fine. Uh, he used sorcery to slash through it from a distance, and uh, then uh, other guy, Shiba grabs her out of the air and uses his, you know, teleportation ability to just teleport them outside and safely into a car outside. And, uh, uh, Char's like, what's, what, what, what's going on? And, uh, he says like, oh, well you passed out while we were flipping around. Wait, do you, don't you feel sick? A lot of people feel sick when I teleport them. Just like, oh no.
1: I don't and know if this is okay. supposed to be like, oh, perhaps you have some special ability or something. Or if it's just like, no, it's just like a joke.
0: It's hard to tell.
1: I, I truly don't. I truly don't know where a joke begins and like plot relevant stuff happens at some points with this series.
0: Uh, so Char is like, "What's was that all sorcery?" I want to do sorcery too, and she was like, "Well, you can learn it because it's just you know spirit energy. It's, it's life force. It's ki. It's uh, ryatsu. It's, it's it's chakra. It's it's uh, nen." <laughs> It's, 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 it's energy Nick, source. It's at all so time. different. Stop. Come on. It's the thing. The thing. The it's magic ability. It's,
1: Our main uh, character doesn't even have a lack of it. How could that possibly be the
0: same? As all it's mana. It's morg. <laughs> it's what,
1: what did they call that shit in Duran? Was it called Doros? <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Mister Duran, you're all out of Doros. <laughs>
0: It's about as memorable as any other quote from that series. So uh, so the sorcerer guy is like, give me that kid. And Jiro's like, no. Uh, and he summons goldfish from his sword again. Uh, he uses the black one. And there is a cool panel where he cuts through it from a distance. And uh, the sorcerer guy has to duck. And like it cuts his cape and the line behind him along with the stuff surrounding him. It does look kind of nice. Uh, so he's like, oh, I see. Uh, that special spirit energy reaction that only an enchanted blade has. I never thought I'd lay hands on another, much less to have the opportunity to fight one. And he starts summoning more of his Dora explosive things. And uh, Chihiro's just kind of like cutting through them. Uh, he's demanding to know where the other sword they know knows is. Well, the guy keeps on summoning these explosive things. Uh, and he uh, starts yelling out loud, loud enough for Char to hear him uh, out inside in the car. He's um, just like
1: I'm a bad guy. His
0: face uh, contorts
1: into uh, horrifying proportions, and he just uh, just screams out stuff like "You suck! Everyone's gonna die by trying to help you, just like your mom did. Remember your dead mom? She's dead. Your shit. mom's dead. <laughs> like, like I get it. He's a bad dude. <laughs> Chill out.
0: He's like everyone who protects you is gonna die." Uh, and is getting upset because, you know, like, she's getting guilted and, uh, thinking that everyone around her, including Jihiro, is going to die. Bombs go off and stuff. Ha 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 uses another sword ability. This is the red goldfish one. And so it, a big old arc of flame just appears around him. And then he starts to use the black one to slash from a distance again. Uh, and the guy's like, oh, I'm reading his abilities. And he dodges around and he gets behind Jihiro, goes to... Essentially, point blank range Hadoken bomb uh, Chihiro in the back uh, while he's got him bound up with his belt, uh, and he goes, "Ha! Ah, too bad!" And Chihiro just says, "Red, invincible, and um, it reflects the explosion?" Question mark. So, um,
1: the way I understand this is a uh, hat guy has, like, a special sorcery ability called Invincible that makes him invincible. It's why his bombs don't hurt himself. And our lead here, Mr. Bachi, I don't remember his name, uh, he's, he steals it. He, he, he duplicates it. So he's Invincible. And I guess maybe only one person can have it i i guess maybe he was just dumb and decided not to make himself invincible for this point-blank attack the only time in which really it felt like him being invincible from his own explosions would matter so he gets blown up by his own explosion
0: it's very unclear what's happening here right So Bob Bachi goes outside and, uh, you know, now that he's beaten the sorcerer guy, he goes to the car where Sheba and Char are. And Char puts on, like, her, you know, very, like, her elegant young lady thing that she was doing at one point in the previous chapter. It's like, oh, yes, very well done. You are worthy of protecting me. And uh, Jiro's like, I thought you didn't have any money. Ah! But Jiro thinks about the fact that, you know, she's all alone. We need someone. And he says, hey, look, uh, going after the guys that you're after will bring me closer to my goal. So since we share common interests, I'll protect you. Uh, And then he goes over to the sorcerer guy and he says, I have three questions. Who's your boss? What do you want with that kid? And where is the enchanted blade cloud gouger? And uh, yeah, that's the end of our chapter. Um... I'm still not interested in the slightest in these characters and what they're doing, but this was a fight chapter and the action in the series, I think has been uh, serviceable thus far. Uh, Stuff looks cool at least when it's happening. It is
1: remarkable that that's like the highest praise we're able to give this series so far is like technically very acceptable. (laughs) Like uh, so far, like outside of like that first chapter, where it was like, Hey, my sword makes like goldfish. Uh, I think, uh, I'm struggling to think of a moment where I've been like, Ooh, or awed by anything that the series has done, which is, uh Ooh,
0: there's a th- third ability he hasn't used yet. Ooh. <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, we're going to see, uh, the series has, it's, it's weird meme status has allowed it to take off here in America. Um, it's worth noting that means uh, next to nothing in Japan. Um, right. I don't know if it has the same kind of status there or not,
0: uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll know if there's ever any random shots of, of girls in bikinis. And it's like, ah, this has got to stick around. Now. Uh, yeah. so- <laughs> it's all you need. Speaking of which, New Sexorcist, Chapter 21, about way. Hey, so remember that whole thing where he established like, "Oh, it looks like Neway might be uh, taking on a different form. Maybe she won't be super present in the near future after this whole thing." He's like, nope, get rid that, of that idea. It's gone. No, no, no. Change status quo. Stupid, now. stupid, stupid. So uh, there, we get a flashback that explains that Moro now basically knew that he was probably going to fail against new just because of the level of her power. Uh, but, and so he refused any help when it was offered to him. Like he was told like, Oh yeah, we'll give you as many members as you need for this. And he realized like this girl's too powerful. No one's going to win. The mission will fail. If it's going to fail, I'm the only one who should receive the punishment. Instead, I'll just use this as a chance to obtain more intel on her and the lord's going to be watching through Shiroha's eyes during this so i'll make Nui reveal her true strength and that will be what i accomplish while i spare anyone else the punishment of failing to kill her oops she's way stronger than i thought she was and uh, he's just overwhelmed by the this new version, this new appearance of of ways with the the weird komodo that she's wearing and stuff and he realizes like i was naive I don't know if there's any limit to her power. This is as if I'm not fighting any intel at all. until another utter defeat. Uh, and uh, Shirou recognizes this is just a glimpse into the power of one of the Hyo's cornerstones going over, you know, the different levels of, of spirits that there are. Uh, I do like that Gakuro doesn't really have the context for her commentary, though, saying like, oh, yes, the arch nemesis of all exorcists. And Gakuro says, like, What? she just doesn't know what she's talking about oh Uh, my god (laughs) and then Nui says to herself very dramatically like I cut it very close but that will probably serve the role as a deterrent and we're back in the club room and everything's fine now and we've got Morioki here and he's going to just be hanging around with us woo (sighs) This, this 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 sucks. I don't this know. I don't know
1: what I want at a new sexorcist. Cause I'm like, when it's very serious, there's like points where I miss the dumb comedy stupidness of it. And then when the dumb comedy stupidness happens, I'm like, ugh, at least be like a boring shonen battle manga. <laughs> I'm like every every thing it switches to I don't like.
0: So Gakuro asks, like, oh, isn't it dangerous to have him here? And Nue says, nah, it's okay. And, and Moroyoki establishes, like, yeah, the trade-off for using that Shikigami is that I can't fight for about a month. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'll just do what you say while I'm here. Okay. Cool. Uh, and Niue says, like, yeah, speaking of which, I can't use my hollow weapon for a while, uh, which everyone there is shocked to hear. Uh, and so Nui is like, yeah, so I can't fight while it's broken. Don't tell the Fujino clan about this. She says in front of a group of three people, two of which are part of the Fujino family. Yeah. Maybe they make, they make that joke. Yeah. Uh, so she's asked, Kyokatsu asks, like, why, why can't you use your hollow weapon? says like, oh, yeah, sure. Could you bring the whiteboard from my room? And Kyokatsu's like, there's a blackboard right behind you. <laughs> Next panel. Thank you for waiting 15 minutes. There's a whiteboard behind you. That right. is,
1: unfortunately, and this pains me to it actually funny as a joke.
0: <laughs> it's a funny joke, delivered poorly. I feel like I, <laughs> I, I think it needs. I think it needs a little bit different of a, like a layout in order to properly establish, like, the beat and punchline. But I do like. Thanks for waiting 15 minutes for him to get the whiteboards. Now I'll explain. <laughs> Uh, so she basically steals whole cloth an explanation of power output from bleach <laughs> like, <laughs> of, of, you know, like power coming out as if from a faucet <laughs> and says, so like, oh, say let's, you know, like the taps, like Nick, size and durability. Are you
1: telling me this series might take some inspiration from bleach? I would never
0: tell With you- their bleach. hollow weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and their shinigami core. <laughs> no, it's very different, Nick. Uh, so Nue says, like, yeah. So the size and durability of the tap are dependent on the medium's performance. So, yeah. Shiroha, you have basically like a water truck compared to a regular faucet for for Gakuro. My Xenoblade would require the performance of a factory drain pipe. And I've been using a special tool to temporarily boost your performance, Gakuro. Uh, But I went overboard this time. I used the performance of about a dam's drain hole for the required output. And it's like, okay, so very big sources of gushing water and so I had to go to the bathroom while I was reading this <laughs> and Then I came back and I finished reading it uh and so they're like okay so you, you've exhausted the ability to put output that much power that you had how long is that going to last and Nui says it's going to last until Gakuro just grows and his performance as a medium improves so it's going to depend entirely on you Gakuro yay
1: yay Again, an uh, an almost good joke where she's like, "I'm expecting a lot. I'm I'm expecting anything from you." <laughs> Basically, it's like, okay, kind of funny. Gakuro sucks. He's a big loser. <laughs> no, you, you, no one's like. I have high hopes for you. They're like, I have ambitions for you. I guess <laughs> I, I have inklings that I you might achieve an aspect of a goal.
0: Uh, so Mario analyzes the situation. He realizes, like, man, I. I've, I've kind of like provided bad intel to my group because I did not realize how close new it was actually cutting things. If she's actually in a dire situation now, the footage that she, that everyone got from Jiroha is probably going to deter them from sending people after her while they have this chance to recover. Uh, so he thinks like, it would be nice if I could like provide some intel to the family But if that were possible, Nue wouldn't be revealing this info to me. So she's even using countermeasures against lip reading. As in, she's distorting the video and audio, I guess. And he knows this because. Maybe Uh. maybe because he saw the previous footage. I don't know. So instead, he's just like, all right, here's the only thing I can do right now. Hey, you're Yajima, right? How much do you know about Nue? Um, she's not my sister, (laughs)
1: We're not that re- was a lie! We're not related by blood! He's like, nice. Anyway, do you know anything else about her?
0: <laughs> uh, he says like, oh, you don't know anything. Else. In that case, you better stop lending her a hand. Uh, and he kind of like waits for Nui to like interrupt him and he's like, oh, she's not stopping me. Nui says like, that's oh, it's fine. I don't know what you're going to tell him, but yeah. It's time that he learn more about my true identity. Okay, then. Since ancient times, we exorcists have exist for one purpose only. The reason that exorcists exist only in this town is the same reason for the occurrence of the spirits. Do you know why there are so many spirits at this school? Uh, and we, th- it was established previously that Gakro, when he left the school, didn't see as many spirits that he could train up against. Uh, and, Gakura realized, like, oh, it's because this is where Nui's been sealed. Uh, and he's and is like, that's right. But she's not facilitating the occurrence of spirits. She's producing them. There are six sealed spirit ancestors here called the Hyo, the destroyers. Spirits are born only from the Hyo. As long as they exist, the spirits will continue to be produced. And Nui, whom you're helping, is one of those Hyo. <sighs> gasp uh-huh. So you can't and, see it i'm uh,
1: visually falling asleep right now yeah I'm just yeah, 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 yeah i'm gonna take so, a quick nap
0: yeah so like it says like if you're sparing to you know you know help and to protect the world from spirits you're directly assisting someone who's producing more of those dangers uh and uh, he's like, he's thinking like, oh, yeah, this kid, he's just like the old me dismayed when facing the truth of reality. He's like, yeah, you should remove yourself from this. You got good intentions, but that's different from. And when he looks at Gakuro, he looks all determined. He has and, an expression. Mm-hmm. And Morio's like, what?
1: I Anyways. said, I don't want
0: pickles on this. <laughs> and I will... Put my foot down on this. You come back here and put brined cucumbers on my sandwich. So, not pickles. Brined cucumbers, that's right. I'll accept it. I know what I'm about. Oh, he's an
1: idiot. (laughs) He's just like, you put these revolting slices on there. Now, if there are cucumbers, perhaps submerged in a vinegar of some kind for an extended period of time, perhaps with dill as a flavor enhancement,
0: then I would find it appropriate. (laughs) You take these raisins away from here and then you go out there and sun dry some grapes and bring them to me. (laughs) They're
1: like, oh, oh, the poor boy's stupid.
0: You know what? This, <laughs> this, 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 a lot of things are starting to make
1: sense.
0: Uh, so yeah, New age just says that the Moria's explanation is basically correct, and she's like, yeah, let's talk about Michael. and that's the end of the chapter. So, I don't know. It feels like this was supposed to be. Kind of a bombshell moment, but instead it was just kind of like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I yeah. kind of figured the new way was attached to this anyway. So,
1: um, by bombshell, uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's just like, hey, new way has lore. Ooh. Oh, oh, okay. this is part of the bit. <laughs> I'm really just very tired <laughs> thinking about this series. Um, I apologize uh and she just has lore and it's not interesting new herself is not a particularly interesting character but i get it her name's in the fucking title of the manga <laughs> this is her sexorcist we're talking about so like we gotta get to her at some point i get like i do get it but it is just like I, i'm i'm very well not even whelmed I'm, I'm just like this is boring this is a very boring conversation had in the most boring way this guy is attempting like oh i'm like captured and like none of my surveillance is getting back how can i possibly undermine this situation like let me just talk to him and try to sway him away in front of everybody and it's new way just like i don't care i'll do whatever you want it's not gonna i'm, I'm gonna let it happen it's like Nothing feels like it has any stakes. No way, never makes anything feel dramatic because she just is like, Yeah, whatever. And it's just boring. It's just a very boring way to deliver an entire scene.
0: There are reasons why the character who can solve everything is taken out of the story after a certain point. Eventually, Obviously, eventually,
1: Gojo has to fucking get got or something like take him out. All right.
0: Yeah. I just watched that episode. (laughs) Uh, It's um, and yeah, like this is still a series that is, you know, it's still young. It's like not even half a year old at this point. So I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, Nui needs to like go away. But she has to at least stop acting like nothing affects her. (laughs) It's really it's growing very irritating that she's just this little troll who doesn't seem to have any stake in anything. When it was very early on in the series and it was like, oh, she picked out Gakuro for mysterious untold reasons. It's like, OK, we can kind of fill in the gaps and just believe that, life she's chosen him for a reason. But the way that she goes about everything acting like, you know, she's just kind of goofing around. It makes it feel like she doesn't actually care about all this stuff, even though she's literally directly saying, here's why I care about stuff. It's like I don't trust it based on the way she's drawn and written.
1: Yeah, I get it. Like, you're like, hey, I want to have this cool, mysterious character. (laughs) But instead of making her cool and mysterious, I want her to be, you know, like, aggressively silly and, uh, you know, very, like, cartoonish. She wants to play video games with people. And she's like, oh, we have a prisoner, but I'm going to do, like, a pointy thing with it. They're actually our friend. Like, I get it. It's just not... Compelling, especially as like the series has tried to move into a more serious direction after the Sharaha stuff happened. Like, I guess it worked when it was like kind of like a dumb romantic comedy stuff, but now it's it's very obnoxious.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving on. So, uh, we're going to talk about Two on Ice, Chapter Three, the final chapter. Uh, chapter Three, <laughs> it's along ending. Yes. You know, as far as we, Margaret, is concerned, kind of. Uh, so last time, as a staff, was like, "Hey, there's a class recital that's happening, taking place in June 2021 specifically, which seems to indicate that we're going to get continue to have an accelerated timeline in just like the plans of this manga." Uh, and uh, so, hey, you know, our 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 our, our, our young uh, hero, hi, mm you. I haven't memorized his name. He's uh he's excited because you know uh, he's gonna get to skate alongside uh, Kisara, and so we're told like by their you know like kind of fellow students slash coaches like okay you're gonna have a three minute side by side program. It's gonna use uh, one of Kisara's past programs at Hayuma, Hayuma. God, uh he's memorized as established in the last in the last chapter, uh so. Yeah, aim for the, you can aim for the top if you start now, you know, because you've got all these advantages and stuff that they've talked about. So they start doing the performance, the music plays, big trumpet, music playing, you're skating and stuff, and and, and Ayumi's really, really, you know, uh, happy about this, uh, but then you realize, like, oh, shit, the first jump in this routine is a triple axel, and I can't do that. So he, he starts to panic, and Kisar just says, like, I'll match you. And instead, they do a double axle together, and how you realize like, oh, she's doing fewer rotations; she's doing less complicated moves, so that I can keep up with her. Uh But even so, he's realizing like, geez, I've I'm running out of breath doing this, and she's so far away, and you realize like, oh my god, the rink that they were in it feels so huge. He's realizes that he's not got the practice for this kind of thing, (laughs) and. One of the twins analyzes the situation and it also was like, yeah, Hayuma like does not have experience even skating in a rink this big. He doesn't know how to utilize the space. Uh, he's not used to the direction that he has to has to have. He doesn't have the stamina for all this stuff. He doesn't have the precision and everything. And as as time goes on, because his stamina is dropping, he's getting less and less precise in following along with Kisara and uh Kisara realizes he's struggling and he starts to be like oh so okay I'll slow down and haima's was like no no I can keep going and he goes to take off with her and his leg cramps up and he just collapses uh and so Kis as he's you know struggling to get to catch his breath and everything Kisara's like it's okay we'll, we'll do fewer moves just we'll let's, let's just go slower and haima's was like no no it's okay I'll catch up with you and Kisara's like look side-by side is not a competition between the two of us. The important thing is we skate in unison. So if you can't do a jump, I'll make it less difficult. If you can't keep up with me, I'll skate slower. As long as the bare minimum is covered, the more skilled partner matches the less skilled partner to keep in unison. So your timing and habits, they're perfect. But you've got a long way to go when it comes to getting experience the performing moves accurately so i'll do easier versions of the parts you can't do right now to match you and that is like a dagger to his heart just like oh my god she's going to just baby me and taking an yeah. easy on me uh, so he's left to think about this as their as they you know they break he goes to like do classes and stuff but he's still thinking about the side-by-side routine as it so happens, the words, side by side, are in his English class. Uh But uh, he realizes, like, oh, it means alongside, which, yes, uh, I don't know if there is some sort of s- distinction in the Japanese language that I'm not c- catching here uh, that has a deeper meaning than it seems to in English. But uh, he realized, like, look, I look up to this girl, and I want to skate alongside her, and I'm just not doing it. So he goes to the rink. He gets in some individual practice before Kisara shows up for their next training session. And uh, one of the twins is there and she says, like, oh, yeah, he's been coming here, like, during all of his lunch breaks, trying to do a triple axel properly. And, oh, give him some credit. Like, he, the, when I first saw him doing it, he was nowhere near close, but he is making progress doing it. And, hey, if he could do that, you know, as a middle school boy... He could, like, compete domestically. That's, you know, a tremendous accomplishment for someone his age. And it feels like, you know, if you just train for kindergarten, that's what you're supposed to be, do in order to be in this world. But maybe this kid could actually make up the difference because he's that dedicated, is progressing that quickly. Uh, Kisara interrupts Hayuma's, Hayuma's practice session and says, Hey, look, you know, <laughs> we're supposed to be practicing for pairs, right? And he says, like, well, yeah, but I want to catch up to you. Because I know that, like, we're supposed to keep up alongside each other, but wouldn't you enjoy doing this if you could go more all out? Because, you know, you're a, you're a prodigy, and, and yeah. wouldn't you enjoy yourself more?
1: I don't you know why. With... The only thing I can think of is that, like, uh, it's like the Smash Brothers meme with uh, Peach and Daisy, where, like, Daisy gets real close. She's like, so don't you just want to go fucking apeshit sometimes? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, and we get a very brief little flashback of Kisara uh, thinking about someone named Takun, uh, this kind of older-looking boy that, uh, for whatever reason, uh, ne- needed to leave. He t- apparently took a flight to go off somewhere, left her by herself, and left her upset. And we don't get the full context of that just yet, but she's lost in thought over it. Iomi realizes, like, "Oh God, did I like say something I shouldn't have and stuff?" But Kisara comes back to it and says, like, okay, I get it. You you, want me to use my full lift of my potential. So if you're that insistent about it, you can skate in unison with me, no problem, right? If you keep in unison <laughs> with me, the whole performance, without going out of sync, then I'll do a triple axel with you for our last jump. I'll up the difficulty a little bit. You know, offering a compromise. Mm-hmm. So Hayomi of course, still has to work really hard to, to make up that difference, and we just get, you know, a training montage of him trying and trying and continuing and continuing and stuff. He is apparently making progress, but he still, you know, ends up on the ground collapsing in exhaustion after they're they're doing it. And uh, uh, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to make you show your full potential at the recital while well, he's on the ground <laughs> out of breath. Uh, and we get to the day of the recital and uh, they're all set to go. They take the Stage, they're in their you know performance costumes and stuff. And Yuma's like, Oh my god, I've done it! This is the moment of truth. I, a while ago, I was under that gloomy, snow filled sky all on my own, but now the girl I've always looked up to, all the girl I've been chasing, is skating alongside me. And Kisara looks at him and says, You better make me show off my full potential.
1: Yeah, uh, so sorry, what were you gonna say? no no go ahead yeah i was gonna say um you know this is i think effective in a lot of ways i think it's cool to establish that like hey even though like we we got over the hurdle the fact that like he doesn't know stuff and he's just going to duplicate one of her routines the challenge is also she's a better skater than he is and she needs to dial back her routine and like as someone in Athleticism. You're just like, isn't that frustrating? Like, isn't the whole point of this is to go out and prove, like, how great you are? And, you know, I, I think it's like an effective way to, like, establish bits of her character, establish bits of his character, you know, his little things. He's like, don't you want to go out and, like, then present an interesting goal, which is like, if you can do the perfect routine with me, then we will do this very difficult move that you want to do. It's, like, a satisfying way of establishing, like, a goal for the character. Um, now, we've moved very quickly. We kind of have gone through the practice, and we haven't seen it. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they'll, like, reference it back in the next chapter. But we had to assume he's he's achieved that, and they're going to attempt this this very strong move. So, like, you know, it's very satisfying in a lot of ways.
0: I think that the idea <laughs> is that they're not actually going to decide to do the triple axel until they're actually at the end of the routine. Mm. So, like, she's going to make the call, essentially. On the spot. On the spot, yeah. Yeah, she, she's, she's, she's going to call the match as it happens, yeah. yeah. We've got to do it in the ring. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Suplex me. What? <laughs> <Bam. Yeah. laughs> um, on the other hand. <laughs> that, that said, this is chapter three of this series, and at chapter three, we have to discuss whether or not we want to keep a series into recap. And I, I kind of gave my thoughts on this last week to a degree. Uh, where i just don't see a long-term future for this series it feels like it's almost already setting itself up to be a shorter series because it's like hey yeah we actually don't have a ton of competition there's only like a dozen of us you know in our area and like you know we're not going to be you know this isn't a huge sport basically so like the idea that this could be like a short you know 25 chapter little story kind of works honestly like you, you give them a couple rivals or something like that a big competition for them to prepare for and then you know you go from there and just end it or whatever um i i still think this series is unfortunately like definitely not going to make it i i would be stunned if this series you know started selling like gangbusters this is the one that should have gotten memes you know uh, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, I'm at this place where you're like, hey, I want to keep talking about this. i be like, sure, absolutely. Um, but honestly, i go either way. I'm not, you know, I'm not too hard pressed one way.
0: It's very weird because I definitely am going to keep on reading this because I like it. Um, but I don't know if we're going to have, like, interesting things to say about it week mm-hmm. to week. Uh. Then again, I don't know, but it's I kind of want to, but it's like I'm not going to push hard on it at all. Uh, It's like I'm going to read it one way or the other. So
1: so like uh, here are like two scenarios in my mind. One is like we've acknowledged we think Karabachi is probably going to last longer, which is unfortunate. We can also just remove it. Gorobrachi is not, you know, it's had four chapters and it's less interesting than this. It's probably not going to last as long, but it's maybe not (laughs) as interesting. Uh, Alternatively, like we had had mentioned previously, like, oh, uh, Marshall Masters Asumi is going to have like uh, the little pin in it, you know, maybe we'll revisit that. Uh, That series also does not look like it's it's going to uh, last a tremendous amount of time, so at some point, maybe you're like, maybe we just enjoy the ride. I mean, you know, we, we grabbed nine balls, dragon parade or whatever it was. Right. Uh, and that ended very quickly, but we still had fun with yeah. it. So, I mean, you know, if we enjoy it, I say add it. Um, but again, that's entirely, if you, if you think you would like to talk about it, I'm, I'm of a place right now where I'm just like, it's fine. I, I don't think of this series that much during my, any given
0: week. I want to talk about it. Let's okay. do it. There you go. Yeah, give me look. I'm I'm eating my vegetables by talking about <laughs> Kurobachi and its entirely dumb characters. So yeah, let me have some goddamn dessert. <laughs> uh, all right, we do got we do have a few more series to to, to go. Elusive Samurai, chapter one hundred and twenty eight. Destiny thirteen thirty seven. Uh, hey, Tokyuki's gonna fight Shiba, and Shiba has the high ground, Anakin. Uh, and uh, he starts thrusting out with his katana. Uh, he manages to nick Tokuyuki's shoulder, and then just like unleashes a barrage of of quick thrusts like that, forces Tokuyuki on the de- on the defensive. And uh, everyone realized like, shit, if he's attacking like that that quickly from a distance, then Tokuyuki can't use the Demon Heart Buddha Blade. Uh, because it relies on his opponent, you know, exposing their wrist. Uh, and Shiba just starts, like, you know, bragging about, like, his cool sword. He's like, yes, this is a blade forged by Masamune. I call it Hayate Bachi. It's as long as a regular sword, but lighter. Not needing preparatory moves makes one-handed thrusts faster. And we see that on the back end of the blade, there's all these tiny, tiny holes that uh, make it up, so there's a whole lot of uh stuff you know weight removed from the blade presumably making it very fragile uh one would think though um yeah and also because he can you know just use a single hand he can use his other hand like he takes like one of the guards off his armor and he uses it as a shield whenever toki does launch an attack and he says my fighting style has no weaknesses <laughs> <laughs> Against Tokiyuki, yeah. Uh, I was saying, <laughs> if
1: somebody came at me with a real sword, mine would probably just break. Uh, I'm also not using a real shield, so I feel like there's uh, experienced fighters could find ways around that. But for you, my good bitch, you're fucked.
0: Yeah, he specifically says that he has prepared this fighting style for elusive opponents like Tokiyuki. Uh, he's like, he's like all like, oh, my uh, elusive lie, antagonists. You, okay, just you just you. <laughs> uh, and he says like, "Yeah, I'm not going to let your bizarre techniques get the upper hand and take the lives of proper heroes. I had no chance to use it to protect my peers, but it's ideal for fighting the source of my woes." It's a pretty cool little little villain speech. Like, "You've tormented me by taking my comrades and I'm going to end that." Mm-hmm. And uh Tokyuki meanwhile is, you know, like he's taking all these little Uh, attacks uh, and he can't defend against them and he's like oh my god my katana feels so heavy he's overwhelming me uh we cut away very briefly over to usugi who uh is instructed by shiba like hey you're the only one who can unite the kanto ashikaga after i die uh and i know that you'll say that uh you'd rather dedicate yourself to political intrigue and human experimentation right i would love to grant your wish but these times demand that we assume heavy responsibilities Sometimes I envision the future. How we lived in peaceful times, you would have excelled as a scholar who didn't perform a human experimentation, presumably. I don't know. Maybe you would. You know, it would be great if we could just live in a world where you could just get away with that. Uh and he's also like, I could have been a freewheeling 17-year-old, and that's it. We could have lived those lives, but we don't live in those times. We live in a time of chaos, and we have to face our enemies. And everyone, you know, who is in the, in the Hojo army, is watching and realizing, like, oh man, like, what's, what's, why doesn't Tokyuki do what he always does and stuff? Uh, he isn't scamping around. Maybe, like, Onimaru's too heavy a blade for him to use because Onimaru was a blade that was gifted to him by a Yorishige. Maybe he's not used to wielding it the way that he has to. And Kojura thinks, like, I might have to jump in on this in order to, you know, make sure that, you know, we can you know, get away from here.
1: Well, Nick, what does everybody's favorite character think?
0: Uh, Akie uh, says, "Hey, you, you suck. <laughs> win." And so Akiye, the wisest and best character, whenever a character can't do something themselves, he comes in and is like, "No, just do it." Or does was girl with their sword leg thing? no. I get the cool action chapter. Oh, Tokiki's having a one-on-one fight? Oh, but I'm your coach. I get all the glory. You don't need Yorishige. Fuck him! I'm a way better mentor than Yorishige ever was. I, co- I, told, I told you to just do it.
1: And, like, 300 years from now, or whatever, that's gonna be the fucking <laughs> ma- motto of a shoe. So, stupid, do it. <laughs>
0: Uh, and so with this great speech that he gives to him, Tokiuki feels a surge of strength. And he's like, oh, Onimaru suddenly feels lighter. This sword holds the hopes and generations of my ancestors and of and as And 3,000 surviving retainers watching over me. It gives my blade speed. And he suddenly starts darting around and slashing uh, more vigorously. And he does this weird jumping strike thing uh which does look very cool in a full page spread and we're told like this is the strength of onimaru it's a blade of destiny so what what qualities does the blade have uh, soul, ne- next, soul next next time maybe should <laughs> fashion stuff so as a result of vaulting over shiba now Tokyuki has the high ground anakin uh and uh so like oh man that this is great you know uh, he was so intent on holding the advantage if he can keep it and instead Tokiki turns on his heel and suddenly runs up the steps he runs straight towards Shiba's forces and she was like what the fuck is he doing and Tokiki's like I have a plan follow me I'll imbue Onimaru with what I've learned and finish this so like about 75% 75% of this chapter, I would say, is you know, good good beginning, good end. Shut the fuck up, Akie. Go somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah, leave us alone. I
1: agree with you. Yeah. That's, it's it, this series like it's it's a decent chapter, but Akie just isn't a good an interesting part of the series. So his contributions tend to make things worse.
0: Look, we've got to make look Who's a person who's not popular but is getting pushed right now? Can't think of one.
1: Uh, yeah, everyone who's being pushed deserves it. Um, Austin
0: Theory three months ago. was oh, <laughs> tier <here>, and. Uh... <laughs> like down. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You can
1: always just do Charlotte Flair. Isn't that the go-to? Isn't she always getting pushed? <laughs>
0: Akane Banashi time Story 81 Chocho Kanjakute The All Kanban Part 2 Featuring a very Halloween cover page Because I guess this is probably The only color page that Akane Banashi is going to get This month so we're going to do the Halloween cover page Now so it
1: makes sense And I like it's you know all the ladies Get their spooky costumes and I do Appreciate that you know uh, What's her Hikari Is uh, like a mummy But it's not like a sexy mummy. Uh, now she's just so, a mummy. Yeah, yes. it's just like, boom, mummy. All right, cool stuff. I like the colors, very fun. Akane's mm-hmm. outfit's very cute. So, good stuff. I want those socks.
0: I do like that the only one who is dressed sexually is just Urara who's like, yeah, of course she of course she's she went like I,
1: <laughs> if yeah. I, if I had gams that big, I would use them too. <laughs> gams this is the right word, but yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh it's It's uh, getting into the chapter itself. We get this introduction to like Chocho's gimmick, basically, uh, that two years ago, like there was this online broadcast of a Mahjong game where Chocho was playing against professional Mahjong players. And he had this winning hand that had a ridiculously low chance of coming up. uh, And he surged into, you know, with all these winnings. And for just a moment... He had triumphed over the country's best pro players, uh, and there are people who, you know, they interview like one of the players afterwards. Who's like, "Oh yeah, I mean, he's got he's got this incredible willingness to gamble, and his, his decisiveness is incredible. But most of all, it's his reads—what to play, what to discard. He's watching things that run counter to the common theory of mahjong players. I think what he saw was." Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the present where Chocho is doing his performance. And uh, he just, actually, instead of like having some like, you know, interesting little phrase, like, Oh, you don't know this thing. They say the, in order to transition to the story. He instead says like, yeah, I was doing some gambling backstage. <laughs> earlier <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, not, not with money, not with money, not with money. <laughs> ah, yeah. uh, good boy. uh But he says, there are said to be three great pleasures in life. And one of them is to gamble. Uh, and he talks. He introduces the story, which is about a gambler, an old gambler. Uh, and uh, he, you know, he's getting talked up by Master Hasho, who's next to Akane, saying like, "Oh, you know, he's he's got all this great enunciation, and his nin is impatient but good spirited. His words and deeds go hand in hand. Everything he says passes through the ears and straight to the gut. A quality any Rakagoka would envy." Uh, and is like, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's like, he's really easy to listen to, but like everyone who's listening seems really subdued. And Hasho explains that that's probably because of the story that he's chosen. One for show, a retiree, once known as a master gambler, is invited by younger men to play a game of Choboichi, where the roll of the dice leads to delight and agony alike. And with most group performances like the one they were at, each slot has around 15 minutes except the headliner who gets 30 minutes. So everyone kind of wants for that to have like a long satisfying story worthy of the finale. You know, it's like, you know, you, we've slotted 30 minutes for the main event plus 10 minutes for entrances. So we don't want to have no five minute squash match. So Akane is like, oh, I get it. It's like, you know, you go to a, a restaurant hoping for steak and you get queued on beef instead. And Hasho's like sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like, he's like whatever <laughs> uh but uh akai is like oh so why did he choose this performance then and that shows like did he play backstage dice with you backstage earlier and that's how he decides <laughs> what story to perform <laughs> which when you think about it is really cool because that means that he's got, you know, at least 11 stories in his repartee that he is, you know, very confident in. Uh, and also, he uh, Akane rolled 10, which is not a very common combination on dice, so this is one that he probably doesn't get to perform a whole lot. Uh-huh. Uh, however, I should start to say like, he leads the story he chooses to fate, but where it differs from true gambling is, presumably, all of them are gonna be hits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... So, Hashogos, uh, not Cho. Cho, Cho goes through the story. And so, you know, he's playing the old man. He's like, Oh, it's been 10 years since I quit gambling, and uh, my ears and eyes have grown all old and soft. So, uh, but I'll just enjoy a game with you all. So, okay. Uh, guess to roll of the dice under the cup. Go on, make your bets. And so everyone's like, Did you guys see that? The, the old man, when he rolled the dice, it came out of the cup he put down. It's just literally just sitting right there and he's so senile he doesn't realize it. <sighs> and uh so everyone in the audience starts to, you know, laugh a bit. And uh meanwhile the old man's like, All right everyone, place your Sir, yeah! Who wants to put money on number one? The dice has landed on one, everyone can see it. All right, you're betting one, you're betting one, you're betting one another one, another <laughs> one. And he's literally, Chocho is pointing at people in the audience as if they're the people participating in the gambling. And it's a really nice touch that, like, because it's a level of crowd involvement that we have not seen from a previous performer. And it does strike him as very different from people that we've seen before. Yeah, he does crowd work. Yeah, it's and it's because of that, like, everyone's suddenly, like, getting really pulled into it as if they're not just. The observers, they're the participants in the game. Uh, And so uh, he's like, all right, I'm upset I didn't get to roll earlier. Whoops, that was, sorry. I like that you're all betting the same because it makes things interesting. If the die under this cup is anything but a one, I win. Time to find out who luck favors. And so it's like, you know, get the big build up. And then Hasho starts to say, where it tr- differs from true gambling is, and Chojo says, let's see who wins. After I put away the dice that I left out for show. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to guess the roll under the cup, right? What? What's your problem? Come on,
1: <laughs> come on idiots.
0: And Chojo says his performances never miss. He's got the best read of the audience in the entire Rockago world. He has the boldness to seize the attention of the crowd all in one swift motion a born gambler both off the stage and on the natural gambler chocho kanjakute and there's this big cool two page spread of him holding up like the cup and die from his uh, his story while there's like this festival and roaring waves around him
1: yeah, it's, you know, we got a good follow-up chapter. Cho is very cool. It's a very dramatic, you know, kind of cool, suck you in sort of story. And he has a very powerful style. You absolutely can see why Akane is being compared to him. Uh, I also appreciate that uh, a show referred to Nin, the idea like
0: <laughs> everyone's now doing it now. Yeah, yeah, it's just the thing now. It's not just Mike character's thing, as I like, know everyone says it. Yeah, everyone knows about it, and we all heard it from him. But no, it's like it's
1: just very good. It's a cool character. It's a cool introduction. I want to see how Akane reacts to this guy. Yeah. All right. And One Piece. Yeah, Nick. Unfortunately, we have uh, we're like almost at time. We have a huge chapter One Piece. So I would love to say I'm going to blaze through huge? this, <laughs> but this is. Uh, one of the craziest chapters of One Piece, so we're talking about chapter one thousand and ninety four, one hundred three, Mercy's Dragon Damnation. So we get a cool color sp- uh, color page, uh, with Ryuma and Zoro, and this is apparently to advertise the Ryuma uh and like uh, uh the Wanted one shot. Uh, Oda did a long time ago, hmm. which is where Ryuma came from before he was killed and made a samurai. Like it's the story that he reused the character. It's to advertise that. As to why Zoro is on there uh, and like characters connected to him, right. just it's just kind of I guess to be like I don't know Zoro's the closest. You people may not remember Ryuma enough. Like I will put right. Zoro here basically. So I spent a really long time trying to figure out who people here were um not i the characters on the left i should say and i think uh mm-hmm. i i think i remember rosa but again we have very little time so i'm not going to sit here and talk about that too much more
0: um look quinn Queena, return confirmed
1: she's alive <laughs> yeah actually that is the chapter title i thought that was the chapter title but no the chapter title is actually five elders godhead of science and defense saint jay garcia saturn
0: Um, it's about time that uh, we had a chapter title that was crazier than Cypher Academies
1: yeah so uh, we opened the chapter with a reminder that Atlas basically called out to all the pacifistas and was like hey wipe out the navy soldiers so that's the new order that's the new hierarchy that's gone around Uh, and they're like oh my god is that an order for Vegapunk this isn't good the pacifistas just start blowing people up all over the place Um, we get a a little glimpse of like the vega tank going down and it like descends kind of like perfectly vertical as it needs to it could just like hook to the clouds itself because of the wheels uh and saji's like hey i found bonnie frankie's like how did you do that he's like my lady radar (laughs) and (laughs) vega punk's like that sounds unscientific but i'll allow it (laughs) And then Sanji <laughs> leaps out of the tank. You seem like a right. you seem like a troubled and
0: horny young man, <laughs> so I'll trust your sense <laughs> of these things.
1: I'll trust your libido to save that young woman. Uh, we cut over to Pony, uh, Bonnie, who is being attacked. Uh, But she manages to get away. She grabs a pistol and she uses a new technique. Near-death experience. Shoots a couple people and they immediately sort of just like imagine they had just died. It's a horrifying thing. All of them are like, oh my god, I just saw the river sticks." They feel like they're skeletons. Uh, This is a really cool technique that would probably like a good deal more if uh, every time Bonnie moved, it wasn't like a graphic ass shot. (laughs) I was like, give this character... Even just shorts. It's the briefs that really make it hug. But anyway, uh, we run into... uh, Bonnie runs into one of the pacifistas, and it says, no escape for you. And she's like, why? I thought we had control of it. And we are introduced to Vice Admiral Bluegrass, who's like, I have the ride ride fruit. So I can take control of anybody basically, (laughs) as long as I ride on them. So I, I can override this sort of stuff. And... His piece is about to shoot her, and Bonnie just gets lost in the fact that it looks like her father, uh, and Sanji comes in and basically saves her. I do appreciate that the reason—because mm-hmm. the first time I read it, I thought Bonnie was just like, I'm going to die. And not that she just lost—like, she just got sucked into things, and Sanji didn't need to see for right. that reason. She just, she's just—she's like, it's my dad. Uh, I suppose if a robot that looked like my dad came up and shot a laser at me, I would also suspect, Dad,
0: Why? Even if you got used to seeing a bunch of killer robots that looked like your dad, yeah, I think you would probably never 100% get used to it. So, yeah.
1: Another one of the Vice Admirals uh, shows up. He has an otter fruit. He throws a big uh, clamshell hammer. I don't know if these characters are supposed to be relevant, so I'm not going to keep track of any of them. We don't get introduced <laughs> to them either, so who knows. Uh, Frankie goes and gets Bonnie back on the Vega tank. We cut over to Luffy and Borsalino and their fight. Borsalino's like, look, I'm going to bounce, because like, if I spend all my time with you, I'm going to fail my mission. Luffy's like, yeah, but my mission is to make you fail your mission. And he's like, well, too bad I'm late, so <laughs> he just, yeah.
0: just peels away. I do love that Luffy chases after him, and we get the... <laughs> yeah, 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 running in
1: place. Uh, but in that
0: moment, basically every
1: strong character on this island is like, oh... What the- something's going on. Borsellino, Luffy, Zoro, Luchi, jimbei they're all like, what the fuck just showed up on this island? And we just see this shadowy figure say, pacifistas stand down. And, uh, the Vega Punk tank is like, wait, what's going on? Why aren't the pacifistas escorting, escorting us anymore? And they're like, wait, the only person who should have a higher authority is the five elders. And then a fucking magic pentagram shows up on the ground that begins, like, shooting out fire and smoke. Uh, it's it's absolutely wild. Uh, they're just like, holy shit, what's going on? uh navy commanders are like alert to all units on location saint saturn to the five elders is embarking onto egghead people like what's this explosion i don't really get what's going on and then sanji notes something's coming out of that circle (laughs) and uh one marine soldier takes a look at this individual is like what is that monster and his like friend you know his, his his fellow marines like i don't think you should say it and we don't Totally get what happened, but there's just a loud crack, and there's a lot of blood coming out of that man. So he something bad just happened to him. And we get introduced to Jay Saint J. Garcia Saturn, the highest authority in the world, the five elders, god, head of science and defense. And uh he looks different than the last time we saw him. Uh his beard is a little bit, you know, thicker Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Uh, but he also has like creepy evil legs and horns. And most notably, he has the awakened uh, little cloud cloak thing that awakened devil Fri- the Zoan users seem to have. Um, it's worth noting people have theorized that, that he might have the Oshi Oni uh, Oshi Oni fruit. Oshi Oni, yeah, yeah, which is uh, basically like an ox demon, uh, and it has magical powers. One of them being, uh, if you look at it, it it will kill you essentially. So right. Uh, there's
0: a lot it of has, it has the bot it yeah. has the body of a spider. Yes,
1: uh, yeah. Uh, so there are a lot of theories that all of the uh, you know if elders might have various different uh, yokai inspired sort of monsters and whatnot. Uh, who knows? But this is a terrified introduction. My man just showed up in the most satanic looking fucking outfit he can he popped up out of a goddamn fucking pentagram it is wild
0: Uh everyone's like what the fuck I like how he's got this spider body with this very wide base he still has his walking stick yeah he's gotta, he's <laughs> gotta keep himself stable
1: Uh everyone's surprised and Kizaru uh, it's not Kizaru uh, it is Kizaru but uh Borsolino takes this opportunity to shoot a laser beam and blows up the track that the Vega tank was on and basically sends it fine. Luffy is like, "Hey, I gotta, you know, stop you from hurting my friends, basically." And Borsellino's is like, "You have to be reaching close to your limit now." Um, so he goes. Luffy's like preparing his big attack. Uh, Borsellino shoots a little laser at him. It sends him spinning, which just comically amps him up even more. And he uses Gum Gum Star Gun. And punches Borcelino in the brain, like into his brain, like it's a whole comical like boop over there. Uh, and Borso is just like, "I'm seeing fucking stars right now." <laughs> uh, that's the kind of shit that would make me uh, retire. I'm like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want that smoke. If this man can punch my brains, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs>
0: uh, so, Saturn Every, sees one the- thinks that their laser powers are great until they get punched in the face. Yeah. So. Saturn sees Luffy
1: falling and is like, oh, Nika, uh, the Vegapunk tank crashes, uh, and Vegapunk is now defenseless on the ground in front of Saturn. Frankie's kind of guarding over him. Sanji's holding Bonnie, uh, and Vegapunk's just like, Saint Saturn. He's like, indeed, I thought we already had you killed, Vegapunk. And Bonnie takes this moment to be reminded of these conversations she's had with with Vegapunk, and kind of be reminded of, you know, everything he said. We still know all the details about Kuma's backstory, but clearly, you know, she realized who the real enemy here is, so she grabs a random sword that she found on the ground, and absolute bravo to her, because this motherfucking demon Spider-Man shows up, and she's like, fuck you, you fucked with my dad, and stabs uh, Saint Saturn to end the chapter.
0: Yeah. It's a crazy chapter. Uh, (coughs) Lots of moving around and stuff, but now all of a sudden we've very much just kind of landed in a situation where, uh, it feels like, you know, there's all this moving around and stuff, and this group of the Straw Hat says, hit a dead end! Uh, yeah. you know, they're cr- confronted by this seemingly very overwhelming force uh, that Bonnie was probably pissed off. I don't think that she's going to solve their problems, even with her age skewer thing. Um... And uh, of course, Luffy is out of power. He was in uh, in Gear Five uh, for for too long. Uh, I always forget. What
1: is Gear Five? What happens after he uses it? I think he turns into an old man. Is it an old man? I can't remember. I don't know. It's like a thing for everyone. I forgot which right, right. which uses. Um, this is like just a crazy chapter. One of the you know five elders showed up, and they have a demonic devil fruit looking thing, and. It's just super fucking terrifying. Like, this is like such an imposing figure. I was spoiled on this initially uh, through TikTok of all fucking places, just posted an God image and random thing. I was like, God damn it. Uh, but I'm glad I didn't pay him attention. I just scrolled past very quickly because I actually didn't appreciate all the details about Jay Garcia's like transformation. Um,. But there's so much going on. The fact that he has this fruit. I saw a really cool theory that started to like guess what the other members' fruits were, because there was like that scene with uh Sabo where they were escaping and we saw like images of some of them. So that people were like, Oh, I think this one's like sort of this bird uh Oni, and I think this person is like this face Oni, and like there's just really cool stuff uh kinda going on here. This is like this feels like a fucking wild chapter
0: to me. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, that is going to do it uh, for uh, our manga this week. So what do you think, Quinn? What is What do you, what do you think was your favorite of everything?
1: Uh, my favorite was One Piece. I said this was a wild chapter. This is a great week. To be very clear, this was like an astonishingly good week, I think, for most series. Uh, even if like they weren't good, they were just very interesting. Blue Box was very interesting. I loved Kanibanashi uh, a lot. I uh, thought that Unlock was really, really cool. Um, just everything of like our big series felt like very, you know, interesting. But for me, like this chapter, One
0: Piece was just fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I'm going to give my favorite chapter this week to Akane Banashi. Very fair. Uh, thought that it was a cool follow up to uh, Chocho's introduction. Uh, like I said, it had a different feel to a lot of stuff that we've seen before and i like just how very direct it is like how is this you know performance interesting is like he just taps into people on this very raw charismatic level and draws them in with his with his personality uh my mvp however i think is going to be saint j garcia saturn <laughs> uh, for being one scary motherfucker uh i i it was a weird thing because i for whatever reason didn't expect that the elders were going to be, like, last boss level. Yeah, you didn't
1: <laughs> expect them to be intimidating, really. You're like, look at these old dudes. They all look like old political figures. Who cares? And yeah, every one of them now has the potential to be a terrifying monster, basically.
0: Uh, And so for just, like, having just a really kick-ass, imposing entrance after making the situation way worse for the Straw Hats... Yeah, I, I I've gotta give that to him. So
1: Yeah, I agree completely. Jay Garcia Saturn is my MVP. Again, a lot of great candidates this week, but uh I, his was the one that I was like, fuck, like this this made a very like uh powerful impact when I saw that form. Uh the audience, by the way, uh picked One Piece as the character of the week and Chocho from Akane Banashi as the
0: character of the week. Uh so a lot of cool stuff. Mm. And guys, that is going to do it for this week of weekly manga recap. Thank you all for joining us for the live recording of the show. We normally do this thing on Wednesdays at 7:30 ish Eastern time, uh, but you can stay updated on when we're going to be recording it uh, by joining the Discord server, where you can just click the link wherever this gets posted to, and we'll keep you updated on how th- how plans change uh, and when we're going to end up back recording our next episode and stuff. It will be right here on twitchtv rollot, however and uh we want to thank everyone who helps make the podcast what it is uh, including those of you who support us on patreon patreon.com slash recap where we like to post some bonus episodes uh whenever we get the chance to do so uh we uh, also would like to thank ninja x3i who maintains the google doc that keeps track of all sorts of recommendations uh q a stuff that uh we will an- be answering on uh, future episodes uh mvp and favorite series voting the history of all that stuff uh check all that out uh you can find it via the discord link uh we would also like to thank miles Rick stillitz and was cheddar uh, who created the opening sequence for the video version of weekly manga recap which you can watch on youtube.com slash weekly manga recap uh there's also title cards there, occasionally done for us by steve man whose artwork is can be found in all parts of the internet where boobs can be drawn at Steve Art is uh his general handle i think everywhere uh and uh, you can also just check out all past episodes of the show on com, as well as on itunes and spotify and uh yeah that's about everything yeah
1: so i think next week we're gonna talk about a little kitty on a little adventure and everything very sweet spookmaster general probably will be back and you never know guys maybe a. Uh, Maybe a special guest will show up this year for a weekly longer recap. We always enjoy a little Halloween special guest. You never know. So, stay tuned for that. Yes. You said that in a very sultry vampire way. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, the voice actor for Asterion uh, decided to retire, so you're going to be the new sassy vampire, Nick.
0: I don't know who that is. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Oh, man,
1: Nick. You have to have your finger on the cultural pulse of the world. Do Yeah. You're the, you're the man of the people. The voice no. on the streets.
0: <laughs> no. You're the street smart one on this show. Don't make me have to know who people are, Quinn. <laughs> I already struggle enough to keep manga casts <laughs> straight.
1: I was like, Nick, this is a, a thing for Ryoma. And you were like... Who?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Who's that I guy? Was so fortunate. I was so fortunate. I You named one of the, like, four people in that two-page spread that I could name. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, everybody.